Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's why I wanted to make sure I had multiple versions of that stack so I could pair him with the guy that I did like the most other than Reyes was Mejia, um, who had a big night. And then if we go look at my um, pitcher ownerships for that night, wait, wait for it. There it is. Um, what you'll notice is um, I X'd out most of the pitcher pool, all these zero percents. Um, I did not want any of those guys. I was focusing on the, the two expensive guys, Scherzer and Cole, the two cheap guys, Cortez and Chavez, and then mid-tier, I, w- I was on Jack Flaherty, who had a bad night. Um, but he had four great innings and then one bad inning, which uh, kind of ruined it all. Um, but I knew I didn't want to be just all in on, on someone like Flaherty, so I mixed in the other mid-tier guys a little bit along with him. Um, but the lineups that do, did the best that night were the Scherzer with one of the cheap guys who both came through. Um, so the reason I use lineup HQ for multi-entry stacks is to get me all these different combos of these pitchers that I like. Um, I can get to, like I say, I can do about 20 by hand where I'll figure out, okay, let me make sure I have five with Jack Flaherty and five with Scherzer. Um, but to get all the right combos of the different versions of the stack, um, I just set in these percentages um, mostly by Xing out a bunch of pitchers and then uh, doing the same at the positions um, where just getting rid of some of the players that I know I didn't like. Um, Like, so all these first basemen down here were just X'd off my list. um, So I didn't want to try to play everybody. Um, And that allowed me to make sure I had a focus on Padres stacks with all these different pitchers. And um, as it worked out that night, one of them hit. And um, that's what we're trying to do in these big tournaments. It's really kind of first place or bust. Um, so the key there is get ahead of the field on your stack and then focus on the players outside your stack. These guys like Vogelbach and Lestella were kind of the difference makers as really low owned plays with home run upside. So the players who are not in my stack that don't have home run upside and are expensive are going to get X'd out completely. Um, and then I'll leave a couple of these cheap guys like Garlic in because that the only way you can fit Scherzer with a Machado and a Tatis is by having something cheap. Um, so that's basically the process I use on lineup HQ. Um, get all my Padres stacks. Um, and for this set of lineups, I set 100% Padres stack exposure. Um, I think I did 30 Padres stacks or so. Um, and I did those all in one build with 100% primary stacks on the Padres um, with the way I had uh, mixed in the ownership and everyone else. And that night it worked out for me. 
So if you have uh, any questions, you can always find me on the Million Dollar Musings. Um, we can, uh, I'll usually talk through each day which of the stacks I like, which slates I'm not stacking, if I'm doing mini stacks, who I like. And you'll be able to figure out kind of how I'm getting to my player pool on each night from that. And then um, just a matter of watching the games and every once in a while, um, it works out like that. So good luck to you and we will talk to you later. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Yahoo Tournament Show. I'm your host, Headshot. We're going to build a lineup for you here for Yahoo for this big old 15-game slate here on a Tuesday. Before we even get into that, and before we even get into all the good things we got to talk about, I got to bring in my, my man here, my, my co-host. I don't think I've done a baseball show with him this year, but you know, it's, this year's flying by pretty quick, though. So, But uh, Hogs Light's joining me on the show. One of my favorite guys here. Keeps it real all the time. Wins all these big six-figure prize pools and then can fly straight up under the radar. Hogs, how you doing out there, man? Hanging in there. It's been a while since I hit one of those, but hopefully that changes here tonight. Yeah, I think tonight. I think tonight's man. I don't. I don't, I don't know if uh, did we do the show where you hit the six figures the last time and then you hit it that night and then you didn't even tell me about it. I don't know if it was that one or if I was on with you the day the day after or something like that. But uh, I'm your good luck charm, man. I think you're gonna hit big tonight. And then you're gonna help me build a lineup on Yahoo. And I'm gonna I'm gonna hit over there. So we're gonna help each other out there. I don't know what you think about that. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, guys, we're gonna build that lineup later on. We're going to go game by game. We're going to talk about everybody that's relevant out there that you need to, that we feel like you need to get into your lineups. Before we get into that, do have a few things. Got to take care of here. Got to pay all the bills. All right. So first up, the like and subscribe is the big thing. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to that channel. Hit that like button. Wherever you're watching, hit that like button. We need that. We need that uh, good attention right there. This is a Yahoo show, so I'd be remiss not to mention Yahoo's best ball has dropped okay it's out there it's live join the league today uh if you're having if you're, if you're not quite prepped for the best ball in the nfl the rg draft kit is here it's 39.99 but you get a 25 dollars ticket into the draft best ball championship so really you're knocking 25 bucks off that that's a steal at like 15 bucks for that uh best ball draft kit for rg so you can use that to get into your yahoo best ball Works out both ways. Speaking of RG content, we're after the All-Star break. We're winding down the backstretch of baseball, even though there's plenty of time left. Uh, it's already creeping up on August, though. So you're going to get a better discount on the RG material out there for MLB and PGA. So you're getting a single site, and my favorite is the combo for both sports, uh, $99.99. Uh, you know, DraftKings, FanDuel, whatever. Everything's dropped. It's slashed. Prices are slashed. So get you know, take advantage of that. Another good thing we got going on here. If you like free money, and that doesn't it doesn't cost you anything, and really doesn't take much effort to get into the contest. The the sharp side app with the sharp side streak for July. We are winding down on July, but uh, get in there and put your streak in. You know, all you gotta do is download the app. You enter your bet every night. It's it's free. It's not real money. It's just the app. Enter the bet, lock it in for your streak. If you end up having the, the longest streak at the end of the month, FanDuel, you're going to get $1,500 in your FanDuel account. That's a lot of money for very little effort and no cost at all. So it's worth the shot, man. It's worth it just to play around with it. Plus, you know, there'll be a time and day here, and it won't be long, where sports betting will be legal everywhere from your phone. So this is good practice, man. You can pray. It keeps track of all your stats for you, all your numbers, winners, losers, pushes. Sports breaks it down by sport, everything. So I would recommend downloading that app just for the heck of it anyway. And then why not get into the contest too? So next thing up, my favorite part, the badge promo, you know, that thing where you go in and you change your badge to an RG badge and get all this chance to win all this nice stuff, finish uh, top 10 in a certain qualified tournaments each night and, and send a screenshot of that with your RG badge. You're going to get a free month of RG stuff. So 
that's good. But even just switching over your badge is going to get you a shout out if you get chosen randomly. So shout outs for today. I always like this because I always like going through names here and, and seeing if I can figure out what the, the true meaning behind the name is. We got, we got several of them tonight. I got to get through it because we got 15 games to talk about. But one is Life Hacks. He spelt it very awkwardly. So that's cool. You know, he changed it up. But I believe he, what he's trying to say is Life Hacks. So props to him for spelling it different. Breed 3TM. All right. Breed 3TM is there. Oh, I see. Oh, this is a special one. When, when we get a shout out and the guy's actually in the chat, that's when it's the best. So Flores Mark. Flores Mark, 1982. 19, 1983, I'm sorry. Oh, man, I missed your birthday by one year. I didn't mean to do that. But 1983, I see him in the chat. He gets the shout-out today. My question to him would be, is it supposed – is that his name back? Is his name Mark Flores, born in 1983? Because if so, I think he got real, you know, possible identity theft issues. I'd probably change that up if I were you. But Flores, Mark, 1983, he's in chat. He gets the shout-out anyway. Drab, 097, is another shout-out. This one was a go. It took me a, a, a few seconds to figure this one out. But I think this guy is meaning to say NWO suck one. Okay. He spelt it awkwardly. It's, it's a bunch of letters mixed up. But I think he's meaning NWO suck one. So, you know, hey, there it is. And uh, Katie Dust gets a shout out. And then Silly Dad 101. That's just a nice playful name. Might get props. Nice playful Silly Dad one. That's the kind of name. You're, I know what he's trying to do there, Boggs. Trying to make a nice, playful name, harmless name. So when he put when he drops his games in the lobby, everybody will scoop him thinking, oh, the silly dad one-on-one, this guy's a fish. This guy's probably a shark, man. So I props to the name because he's throwing everybody off the trail with that one. But uh, that's it, man. We got through the tough stuff. Now we got to uh, talk about the 15 games. This is the fun stuff right here. So what do you say, Boggs, we get on into it, man? Let's do it. All right, we're going to start it off game by game. I'm going to look – I'm on the lineups page here, guys, if you want to follow along with the screenshot. We're, all, we're doing Yahoo pricing because that's the sponsor of the show right here. So, just going to run down by game by game, then we'll build that thing at the end. So, we're going to start off St. Louis and Pittsburgh. They are the first game on the lineups page here. we got Dakota Hudson against Chris Archer. It's a nine total with uh, Archer being a minus 130 favorite, so it's relatively close odds here. Archer or Hudson, does anybody – as far as pitching, jump off to you, Boggs, in this game. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Archer is uh, someone that I'm interested in. Uh, the price on Yahoo, it's not terrible by any means, but there's some pretty clear other pitchers that, you know, especially from the, probably the last game of the night that we're going to talk about um, that are just significantly underpriced. Um, but with respect to Archer, I like him a little bit still, even on Yahoo, he's not going to break the bank. Um, I tend to prefer him more where he's has more value on a site like DraftKings, but the matchup, not, not daunting, uh, the Cardinals, and they just continue to struggle. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty long slide here. Obviously, you know, Carpenter, right-handed heavy lineup. We know Archer, we know he has strikeout potential. It's just, uh, we don't, he's not consistent as he used to be since he's been a member of the Pirates, but, um, I got to like him a little bit today. I prefer him more for tournaments, really, on any site, just because he hasn't been consistent. But um, he's still swinging and missing bats. It's just if he can stop walking guys and giving up those big uh, home runs that uh, that tend to hurt. So we got 15 games here, 30 teams. Um, 
at some point here when you're doing your research, you can just kind of mark off teams and say, you know what, there's just too much out there. I don't, I don't need to mess with certain teams against certain pitchers. Uh, for sure, we'll get into some of the studs later where you're definitely crossing off the offenses against them. But Archer, you say you like him. Big slate, lots of offense out there. Is St. Louis an offense that you're just kind of like bypassing is just not not much uh, interesting to you? Yeah, I, I'm just – I'm not going there. You know, it's not a hitter's ballpark. There's 15 games, like you mentioned. Um, and while Archer certainly is blow-up prone, I'm going to need to see something more from this uh, Redbirds offense than what they've been, uh, been doing here recently. So I'm not going to pick on Archer. I can understand if you don't want to play him, especially at that price in Yahoo. But, um, yeah, I'm not really in love with either of these offenses, but if I had to pick a side, it would be the Pittsburgh side. What about uh, the other side of there? Uh, Dakota Hudson not super imposing. And Pittsburgh not a bad offense this year. Uh, got any, any anything in that lineup? Well, we don't even have an official lineup yet, but anything in the projected lineup that you're eyeballing? Uh, well, obviously Josh Bell is someone that's always in play, uh, given the, what he's been doing this year. Uh, the whole lineup in general is is pretty cheap on Yahoo, um, but you know Hudson just not a guy that I really like to stack against. But it is left-handed heavy. He does you know tend to struggle with the lefties more so than the righties. Um, but you know I've just seen this game being somewhat tight. You know maybe Bell hits a bomb. Maybe you know just does what he does and gets two three RBIs. But he's the only guy that really stands out to me um, with a, a price tag that's not you know, two out of the ballpark with at 18 bucks. Yeah. We don't have to force anybody in lots and lots of offense tonight. So uh, we can move it on the other line. We got a lot of games to go through here. We can, uh, we can get it up here. Now this is the next game's an interesting one. It's Colorado at Washington. It's Lambert at, at against Strasburg, Strasburg, the huge favorite here, minus two forty-five. First off, uh, there's a, I mean, we gotta, we gotta check in with Roth for sure later on and, closer to game time, see what he says about the weather. I'm seeing a little bit of precipitation in the air. Normally, in uh, any other ballpark, and I'm like, no no big deal, you know? But dang, these Washington Nationals will call a game off in a heartbeat. Yeah, they don't even care if it's raining or not. If it is, I don't know what their deal is, man, but they will cancel a game in a heartbeat for absolutely no real legitimate reason. So, uh, Lambert or Strasburg, I got a feeling you're not going to want any piece of Lambert. But what about Strasburg here? To say the game does not get called off, you know? Thank God. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that the weather's going to be fine for this game. I mean, obviously, you always have to <laughs> take that extra level of uh, caution with with the Nationals, like you mentioned. But uh, assuming that you know there's no in-game pop-ups, or especially if they don't delay the start to the game, uh, I think that this shouldn't be that much of an issue. And Strasburg's intriguing for sure. Uh, obviously, uh, I'm. You know, not it's a whole humidity out there. You know, this guy gets to a certain point of humidity. And okay. <laughs> it's only 78 degrees, though. So he shouldn't be sweating like a dog too much. Um, but, you know, the matchup's good. Um, I've been a long time, and I still think that this Colorado Rockies offense is legit, but the numbers on the road, uh, they continue to paint the same story year after year. I mean, this is one of the worst road teams in the league. Um, they've been on the road for a while. So maybe they're getting used to the sea level uh, elevation and the ball's moving more. But uh, Strasburg, he can certainly post a big game. I mean, like I said, the Rockies strike out more than any team on the road uh, this season. Strasburg, we know he has that strikeout ability. Uh, the price tag is obviously not going to be cheap pretty much anywhere. But 
with plenty of run support. Expect him to get the win. Um, yeah, what's not to like about him? Fair enough. Well, what about their bats going against Peter? I assume we're not messing with Colorado bats. This is too good of a pitcher. But uh, the Washington bats against Lambert with a huge team total. What do you think? Which guys stand out to you? Yeah, I think Washington's probably my favorite stack. It depends on the site. Um, obviously, these guys are priced up as they should be. Uh, I know, like on DraftKings, for example, Juan Soto is you know, relative value at his price tag. But, um, you know, these guys, there's still some value throughout this lineup. You know, Eaton, Adams, Dozier, uh, these guys aren't going to break the bank. They all pop. And Lambert, he can get serve them up with the best of them. So I definitely like the Nationals. Rockies bullpen hasn't been strong this season. I'd say part of that's due to course field, whatever. But, um, yeah, there's a lot to like here from this Nationals lineup. When we're, when we're talking about Lambert, are we targeting more lefties or righties, or does he stand out from one side of the plate, uh, the production he gives up, or is it pretty much equal? Well, I mean, it's just still a small sample size. I think he's only got seven starts, but he's that's really shown no ability against left-handed hitters. Uh, Striker rate's a little bit higher, but that's why I really like Soto. Adams, you know, if, you, if you're looking for the value bats, it's not going to get me off Dozier's because he struggles a little bit more to lefties. He has not striking out righties. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a full stack, any which way you want to do it, you can plug in some value bats. Um, but I definitely seen the watch, uh, the national score some runs tonight. Yeah. Matt Adams on Yahoo, which is what we're dealing with here. Matt Adams, only $14 and Adam Eaton, only $15. So those are, those are the value bats you said left hand. We're going to have to, I'm going to have to put a little bookmark on that one. Cause that might be a stack I come back to when we build our lineup later, but, uh, next game on the board. Man, which one? We'll go Cleveland-Toronto next. We got a uh, lineup page is a little bit fishy here with with these uh, promotions here. Cleveland and Toronto is uh, Aaron Sanchez, Trevor Bauer. I know that's your boy, Trevor Bauer. You like them nerds, man. Trevor Bauer minus one eighty four at Toronto. Bauer Sanchez. Any interest in the pitching here? Yeah, I have some interest in Bauer. He's not my boy though. I think the guy's a prick. Um, and he blocked me on Twitter, but um, that's neither here nor there. He's uh, in a good spot here. Uh, he's a little bit cheaper than Strasburg. It's just really the same situation. I like the pitcher. I like the offense. That roof's closed out there in Toronto. Ball doesn't carry as much. Still a hitter's park, but Bauer, able to go deep in the game. He's able to rack up strikeouts. And, you know, don't really love to pick on this new version of the, the Blue Jays, uh, but at the same time, their strikeout spread through that lineup. And like I mentioned, Bauer, uh, he's got a long leash, unlike a lot of these pitchers tonight. So I uh, definitely like him quite a bit. Yes, yeah, sounds like we don't really want to mess around with Toronto too much. It's a really good pitcher out there for Cleveland. So what about Aaron Sanchez? Can we pick on him with some of these Cleveland bats? Who they've actually been pretty hot lately. They've made a, a resurgence from that early season, uh, the bottom of the barrel they were in. But uh, they're kind of coming back now, and they got some good bats in here. Can we pick on Aaron Sanchez? Yeah, you certainly can. Um, he's not a great pitcher. It can be difficult at times to stack against, uh, but he walks a lot of guys, and Cleveland's got power spread throughout that lineup. Um, they're all switch hitters as well, so Sanchez isn't going long. Get that bad Blue Jays bullpen. And uh, like you mentioned, Cleveland, they're, just, uh, they're rolling. It's that time of year for them. Started off the season slow, but – rounding back into form and seemingly, seemingly everyone throughout that lineup is crushing the ball. So the prices on, on Yahoo, 
have reflected that, you know, yeah, there's some more, there's probably a better value complete stack uh, on another site, uh, FanDuel, DraftKings, for example. But, um, you know, I, I'm never afraid to, to load up on a team that I'm confident is going to score some runs regardless of the price. And uh, I definitely like the, the Indians bats here tonight. Almost forgot. Almost moved on to the next game without uh, – I mentioned Bauer, that being your boy. Boy, your real boy's in this game. Your guy, man. Eric Sogard, I know you like Sogard. Boy, you got any interest in rostering Sogard tonight? Uh, I mean, I, I just don't – yeah, I definitely think he is a nerd. Uh, that's what you're talking about. Um, but uh, he's, he's been swinging it. Man, is he on the juice or what? Because uh... – He's coming out of nowhere this year, and he's well, his, his, his his glasses still fit his head. Maybe he got um, some new goggles. Maybe they're the right prescription. <laughs> Something like that, but yeah, whatever. Uh, and I'm not gonna mess around with that. Like I said, we got 15 games, um, and and Bauer's just too good. Uh, you're gonna need an absolute disaster start from him, and Cleveland doesn't have a bad bullpen behind him, so I, I'm not seeing it tonight from him. Yeah, I agree with you. So let's move on down. Boston at Tampa. Whew, it's a pretty good pitching matchup right here. Seven and a half total indicates uh, not a lot of offense. Chris Sale on one side, Yoni Torinos on the other side. Sales of minus 160 favorite. Pitching in this game, probably the name of this game. So uh, I know you got interest in Sale, but talk to me about him, what you see from him, and Torinos over there, who could actually maybe be a pretty decent value here if you need an SP2. Yeah, you know, it's still not cheap enough for me as far as Trinos is concerned, but Sam, you know, you're not going to hear me say anything other than what a lot of people are probably going to say today. He's, he's definitely far and away the top pitcher for me today. Got a lot of great aces and a lot of great matchups, but on a site like Yahoo, where pitching is the utmost importance, uh, he's not significantly more expensive than, you know, going down to a Strasburg or you know, Trevor Bauer. So it, it, you can make it work. Um, and like I said, there's, there's, there's value. You could bring it back with Chirino. So I know he's had a success against the Red Sox this season. I'm probably not going to do that tonight. I just don't like to pick on the Red Sox, even though they've had some pretty bad games here recently. Uh, it's just too, too tough of an offense for me. And Chirinos, he's not an elite pitcher. He's not, you know, typically a guy that's going to go out. He's not going to go deep into the game. A, and uh, it just not going to do it for me against this Red Sox lineup. Yeah, Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, kind of a wild left-hander. He absolutely smoked this team last night, so now they're going to get another big lefty on the mound and actually a good left-hander. So this is going to be interesting. I would I would expect Sale to be the highest on guy, but he's the most expensive. So, but the pitching is good enough in this game. Are we skipping over these offenses, or do you have do you have a one or two guys that maybe you you've plucked out that can do some damage? Yeah, you know, I mean, anyone in this Red Sox lineup can can certainly do the damage. It's just you know, outside of JD, maybe Ben Attendee. I know he's struggled a lot this year. Uh, maybe you could go with a one-off JD Martinez, where he's still cheap, he's pretty cheap industry wide. Um, but no, I'm not going out of my way to stack either of these teams uh, and you know there's other value elsewhere I'm not going to mess around taking guys against sale fair enough next game on the board another early one out out there on the uh, east coast New York and San Diego we get Chris Paddock against Jason Vargas oh man this is going to be a fun one we got an eight total here and Paddock's minus 142 oh man talk to me about these pitchers I know Paddock's got some good stuff he's a young guy 
leash is a little bit longer these days. I think he almost he took like a no hitter into like the eighth inning or something last time out. He was really good. Vargas, man, the guy we all love to stack against is absolutely mowing people down these days. What's up with this pitching matchup? I know you gotta like somebody here. I know you don't like Vargas though. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not gonna mess around with Vargas. Um I, I don't really like the pitchers in this game, to be honest with you. It's not to take anything away from Paddock, but the name of the game on Yahoo is you know, get those innings, get the win. Um, and there's weather concerns for this game. So he's not a guy that goes deep, never pitched past a hundred. That's not to say he can't rack up points along the way doing that. But at the same time, you know, I, I just, I have a hard time paying, paying a premium for Paddock in this spot, um, against a really kind of, it's not the, the most dangerous or frightening lineup in the world, but the Mets hitters, especially those lefties, um, they can work some counts. They can foul pitches off. Um, they're definitely some tough outs, you know, Cano, Conforto, you know, Dom Smith coming out of nowhere and McNeil. Um, look, I'll say this also, you know, Paddock was all fired up the last time in San Diego and these two played about going up against Alonzo. He definitely got, had his number, but uh, I got to think that Alonzo has something, you know, has kept that in the back of his mind. Um, not to say that he's going to do anything here in this spot, but um, just another reason, you know, there's weather concerns in this game. I don't really like the pitcher, uh, the pitchers, and I don't really like the hitters, to be honest. Okay. You said a mouthful there. This is one of those games you may be able to just mark off and not even mess with. Pitching is just good enough to suppress the hitting and the hitting is just good enough to where I don't really need to. Mess I'll say, with. I'll say this, you know, Renfro and Franmil Reyes, they've got nice yeah. prospects on Yahoo. So I wouldn't write those guys off completely, but. Yeah, maybe you could one off a home run with some of that right-handed power and you never know, exactly. but, uh, uh, we're going to move on now. I got to, I got to remind myself later on in the show, when we build a lineup, we got to do a sample lineup where we plug in sale and Bauer and see if we can make that work, you know, like just to see what the high pitching look real quick, Boggs. All right, let me tell you, my boy texted me last night. He goes, Dave, I'm in Vegas. Give me, give me a parlay. I'm like, man, I haven't even looked at it, but I, so I threw three, three teams out there. I liked real quick. I stayed up last night. I kind of sweated it for him because I didn't want him to lose on my behalf. Lost the three-teamer on the Cubs, getting uh, beat in the eighth inning by the Giants of all teams last night. Comeback, cost him the, the whole three-team parlay. I was a little bit disappointed for him. He texted me this morning, hey, I thought you had the winners. I'm like, man, you asked for a parlay, and I, those were tough to hit, he said. And he comes back and goes, man, I could have done a lot more with that five bucks. I said, five bucks? You had me sweating over five bucks? Come on, bro. Get, get out of here with that, man. So, Kevin, I, if you're still in Vegas, man. Just stay there, bro. I don't. Care. <laughs> Philadelphia and Detroit's the next the next game on the board. Another good pitching matchup here. Aaron Nola against Matt Boyd. Eight and a half total, minus one fifty six for Nola. Nola, the All Star, at least last year he was. Solid pitcher by name. Matt Boyd, a guy who's got good stuff, man. And, you know, you'll see a lot of guys touting this guy on Twitter. Like he's got good stuff. People seem to think he can, uh, when he gets in the hands of some good coaching, he can absolutely explode. So uh, talk to me about these pitchers. Got any interest in either one of these guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, I do. Uh, the only problem really comes down to to price. Um, I'm going to lean on the side of Nola. Uh, I know that the Phillies have been, you know, largely a disappointment this year. And people expected a lot better from that offense. But, you know, Nola, 
on the road in an American League park, take facing a high strikeout team that's you know essentially pretty right-handed heavy, but Noel he can strike out lefties as well. Um, yeah, I, I like Noel. I liked what I've seen from him. He obviously, got up to a slow start, been up and down, but he has the potential. Um, Gabe Kapler is letting him go deeper into games. Um, not something we've seen at times. Um, I'm on that side of the things. I know Boyd has a you know nine dollars cheaper on on Yahoo, but you, you know what you're going to get from Boyd. You sure he's going to get strikeouts? But the win, I think, is a question mark, uh, big time. And you know he's going to give up a couple bombs. Who hits those bombs ultimately? Not so sure. But um, I don't really want to pick on either of these pitchers, except for where you know if you need a value catcher, you know Romuto is a little cheap. Kingery leading off pretty cheap, cheap uh, industry-wide, but I'm on the NOLA side of things. I just don't love his price tag on Yahoo. Fair enough. It's one another one of those games. Pitching is good enough to not make us really want to mess around with the hitters too much and you know, so on and so forth. So we'll just move on. we got a lot of games, and we're going to build some lineups at the end. So uh, next game on the board, Kansas City at Atlanta. Nine and a half total in this game with Keiko on one side, Duffy on the other side. Nice little left-handed matchup here. Uh, all right, man. Duffy and Keuchel is, uh, you know, interesting to say the least. What do you think about these two guys? I got a feeling you're gonna, I got a feeling you're gonna pass on these guys. But talk to me. Yeah, you know, Keuchel is is interesting. I mean, if you're just he strike out enough guys, man. Yeah, he he doesn't. But you know, at the same time, you, you get Danny Duffy. He's gonna have to go up there and and, and you know yeah. take hacks uh, or just take three pitches right down the middle. Um, you know, it's, it's, I'm just waiting for Keiko to, you know, kind of get back into form. I, I think this is a, a solid start to do that. I don't really think you need to go out of your way to play him, but um, if you're looking for the win, a pitcher that's pretty cheap, I certainly like the bats for Atlanta in this one. Um, not going to mess around with Duffy. Kind of what I talked about with Nola going into an American League park. Um, people often think that's a, you know, a bad thing because, yeah, they, 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 the team gets a DH, but I mean, American League team, especially, you know, a guy like Duffy doesn't hit a lot, um, goes into the National League, you know, you'll see it. Um, I mean, it's all anecdotal right now, but they just don't go deep into the games because the manager is just chomping the bit to get it, to get them out of there. So that's a big red flag. Obviously, the matchup is a huge red flag. So I'm really only on that Atlanta side of things here. Hey, man. We need somebody to, we, we got these uh, research guys at RG who put in all this work on this crazy, crazy research. That's a good one. We need somebody to research American League pitchers. How long do they last average in the, in the American League games? And how long do they last in the National League games? Because maybe the managers are too quick to lift them because they're just not used to that style of baseball, you know, going to the National League. So, Pretty good research point right there. I'm not going to do it, but I know one of these other smart guys can do it. So get on that, guys. Anyway, you mentioned Atlanta's offense. They're, yeah, I definitely don't want Duffy because that offense is legit. So, man, Acuna, Josh Donaldson, always been a lefty killer. Looks good this year again. Who can we uh, give me some guys who we can one off in this lineup? Yeah, uh, it's it's. I would stack it up to be honest with you. Watson's um, yeah. been good this year too, man. He came, He was a, he was a bust there last year, but he's pretty good this year. Yeah, but if you are looking for one-offs, just look to the bottom of that order where the guys are cheap. Um, but yeah, one through four, you could put Marcakis in. But if you if you say on DraftKings, I think I'm going to take Marcakis out and put in Albies. 
got a little bit more upside, especially against the lefties. Um, so yeah, it would be one through four plus Albies. Uh, you could, you can stack it any way you want. I mean, like I said, you can play Austin Riley as a one-off. You can put Flowers as a one-off. These guys are pretty cheap on Yahoo. Um, you could stack the bottom of the order. You could bring it back down to the top. There's a lot you can do with this lineup. It's just that the guys that you really want, one through four, are not going to be cheap, which is, you know, at the times can be difficult. But like I said, 15 games, we got plenty of value out there. So, yeah, I would say Atlanta is, you know, maybe right behind Cleveland right behind Washington in terms of my favorite stacks. Fair enough, man. Let's, uh, let's move it on down the road here. Cincinnati at Milwaukee tonight. Zach Davies, Tanner Roark, nine and a half total. Davies a little minus 154 favorite. Davies and Roark, do they move the needle for you? No, no, not going to mess around with those guys. We got a good, we got a good hitters ballpark here and some very average pitchers. So uh, talk to me about the Cincy side of things against Davies. Anybody in that lineup? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's only a matter of time before Votto gets it going. Um, he's cheap, pretty much industry-wide. Winker, Jeanette, it's minimum price on on, on Yahoo. Uh, I'm more interested in stacking up the Milwaukee side of things and maybe bring it back with a couple uh, Cincy bats. Uh, All right, if you're stacking Milwaukee, who's your best of the best here? Yeah, it's the usual suspects. It's Yelich, Grandal, Mustakis. Um, we're going to need to see that lineup. Price tag on Grandel, man. Only $12 on Yahoo. That is that is cheap, man. Yeah, and Mustak is not expensive, really, yeah. in industry right either. So uh, that's where I would lean um, if you wanted to stack it up. Things you need to wait to see that lineup because a couple guys in that Milwaukee lineup are banged up. Fair enough. Good stack. Wait for the lineup. We can't do much with it since they haven't got us an official lineup. Don't want to get too deep into it, but it's a good stack. The man says, I'm going to believe him with some good price tags too. Next game on the board, Miami and the Chicago White Sox, Caleb Smith, Dylan Covey. Oh man. Just when I thought I could just kind of fade this game away because these are two poor teams right here. They give us Dylan Covey. So man, (laughs) I know you, you can't you can't have much interest in Kobe or, or maybe Caleb Smith. Talk to me about Caleb or Kobe. Any interest? Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> I think you're going to see a lot more people, even maybe on Yahoo, I'm not sure, um, take a stab with, with Covey based on what uh, Nova did yesterday. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not going there. If anything, it's Caleb Smith. And he's kind of in that same tier – uh, just kind of no man's range for me on on Yahoo um, as as Aaron Nola. I think they're both in very similar matchups. Obviously, Nola has a much better ballpark. Um, Detroit maybe doesn't have that so many dangerous hitters, so you may give him the edge. But Smith, I think he's certainly in a great spot. I think he's going to get plenty of run support for the win. Um, that being said, you know, you can't rely on that run support because your offense behind you is pretty terrible. But uh, I'm expecting – I'm not on the Covey train tonight. Um, I'm not saying he's going to get lit up, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm also not going to be, you know, falling for a trap of Yvonne Nova complete game, and that's going to carry over to Covey. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm not a baseball, like, expert like some of you guys, but I think I, I know enough to think that – I think Nova's probably a better pitcher than Kobe, even at this point in his back end of his career. I think he's still a better pitcher than Kobe. Kobe's been terrible. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. I don't I don't need to mess around with Kobe. But uh, it's there. The matchup is good. Hitting. All right, hitting. We got two hitable pitchers here. 
anything from either one of these sides. I mean, obviously, Chicago comes with some decent young talent, but uh, I don't know if you feel good about picking on Caleb Smith or not tonight. Well, aren't they rolled out? It's oh, that is not garbage, man. <laughs> so, yeah, if anything, you'd be the Marlins side of things. I mean, you get Granderson, he's just a, you know, cheap option, you know, Neil Walker. Um, you can play any and all of the Miami Marlins to, you know, complement a stack. I, I wouldn't go out of my way because I only had one lineup on stacking this team, even in that ballpark, even against Covey and the uh, White Sox bullpen. But, um, yeah, I don't know where the offense is going to come from, but I expect Miami to at least get a few few runs in there. So, Granderson probably be my favorite guy if he's in the lineup. Yeah, it's a shame. Caleb Smith is so expensive on Yahoo. Fifty-one dollars. That's, I mean, that's only eight bucks off of Chris Sale. I can't, I can't do that. It's, it's too bad because that White Sox lineup, that looks really. They got two legit hitters in there: Abreu, Moncada, three, four. If you can get past those guys, he could have a good game. So, I don't have a salary pulled up on FanDuel or DraftKings, but if it's in the decent value range, that's the guy I would be looking at. So, I can go with that one, but uh. Next game on the board, Oakland against my Astros, nine and a half total. Good pitching matchup here. Interesting pitching matchup, I should say. Wade Miley on one side, minus 166. Mike Fiers, or Fires, I'm sorry. Dean gets on me. I don't know. Mike Fires is on the other side, coming back at plus 144. First off, before we even get into this, I need to know who your who your pick is coming out of the American League this year, Boggs. Hey, man, uh, you know, I would like to, to uh, say it. It's your Strohs, but I just, you know, I can't get off of what the Yankees have been, have done all season long, completely banged up. Uh, it's going to be a good postseason as a lot of these teams have, you know, kind of got rid of the parody of baseball and pretty much know who's going to be in it. But uh, I would lean to the Yankees, especially if they get Stanton back, but uh, not taking anything away from your Strohs. So they're legit. Fair enough. I'm, I'm looking forward to that, to that matchup in the postseason when, when we get to see the, that lineup strike got about 22 times in one game. So I'm cool with that. But on this game right here, we got some uh, Wade Miley fear, fires. I don't even know how to classify these. I mean, decent so far. Uh, fires is probably more in line to regress a little bit. Miley, Miley's actually done this for a couple of years where he's been a decent pitcher, just not a great fantasy pitcher. So you know one of these guys uh, strike your fancy for your DFS team tonight? No, I'm not going to mess around with him. You know, Oakland's legit against lefties. Yeah. Uh, you know, Fires, he's kind of a gimmicky pitcher. You can put together quality starts, but um, this Astros offense is just way too good to be, you know, messing around with Mike Fires. So the hitting in this game, let's just start off with any Oakland guys against Wade Miley, who's not like a super imposing pitcher. He's just solid. He's just go. He's kind of like Jason Vargas. It's tough to stack against him. He doesn't give up a whole ton of, of big contact. But uh, is there anybody against a left-hander you can pinpoint? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the value bats you could take is one-offs, like a tender if he's in the lineup. You know, Davis, he's I'm taking the wait-and-see approach with him. He needs to actually hit a home run um, before I can start getting excited yeah, about roster. Man. That, that price tag just wants to tempt you in there, but... Yeah, no, it's my favorite. My favorite would be would be Chapman. Um, I know he's been dealing with a bit of an injury, but he's a guy that can really crush the, the cutter, which is the pitch that Miley has reinventing himself with so unfortunately you're not getting any discount uh, on yahoo i don't think you have to play him by any means but as a one-off he's de definitely someone who i think you get to miley 
are on the other side. So the the Nat the Nats game came with a postponement last night out of nowhere. Just damn. So I had to I had to scramble to Yahoo to to get another five five man stat because I had the Nats. I had about five minutes. Went to go do the Astros on on Yahoo and I realized, holy cow, man, I can't even. These guys are so expensive. Every single one of them, one through six, all the good people you really want in there, super super expensive. So. It was tough, man. It was tough to get them in there. But uh, so the price tag is way up on these guys on Yahoo. But they got a good matchup. They've been hot. The price tag's up there because they've been hot. So is can you justify a stack here at these price tags? And if not, who's your favorite one off? Uh, I mean, it, it depends on what you want to do with pitching uh, on Yahoo. Um, I, I want to stack the Astros. Might not be able to or might not be able to get five guys. Uh, you roll a four, you could. You could roll with three and stick in Reddick or Mac, Mac Stassi if he's in there. But, um, yeah, it is price prohibitive, um, even more so on Yahoo than some of these other sites. So I would say you don't have to tonight, but I definitely have a lot of interest in them if that answers your question. Yeah. Uh, Josh Reddick, though, he's on that uh, Chris Davis path right now, man. They just can't seem to. Can't seem to get anything going on offense. So, uh, yeah, that one through six is the good stack for Houston, but they're priced super, super expensive. So that's going to be tough. But like you said, if you can, if you can figure out your pitching and you can make it happen, go for it. Uh, next game on the board, more big offense here, but better pitching than last night at least. We got uh, Yankees at Minnesota, uh, Domingo Herman on one side, Kyle Gibson on the other. It's a 10 for a total, pretty close odds here, only minus 120 for the Yankees. Gibson Herman against two powerful offenses. Pitching do anything for you? Yeah, no, it's uh, you know, it's a shame. I was try I tried to tried the old fade when Minnesota yesterday, thinking CC would be able to go out there and you know just at least limit the damage till they got to the bullpen and uh, that that one's sure, certainly he gave up about six home runs. Man. Yes. He, put the, he put the and I had some Yankee stack, but it just wasn't a. And then he had, he had ra- Rally Killer in Carnacion. Oh, my God, triple play. play. I remember that. Now he just brought back that bad memory. Man, is that, that's, that might be the worst of all time, those kind of things. When you got a full stack of that middle of the order and you're, and you're balling, you got some guys on base, nobody out, and he hits into a triple play. It's just terrible stuff. It, it would, the parakeet, parakeet's dead now, man. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, you know this is a different, even you know tougher spot for, for bats. You know I just don't like that ballpark out there in Minnesota. Um, I never really liked targeting offense. Um, you know, Minnesota's actually done a lot more damage on the road this year um, than they have at home. Uh, and you got two pitchers that aren't bad, but two solid bullpens. So like right now, I'm kind of in that same you know feeling that I had yesterday, at least on the twin side. Uh, the Yankees, I, I, I would lean towards them, but. Again, on a 15-game slate, I just think there's there's some better spots to, to target hitters from. Yeah, uh, I agree, man. It's a it's a good pitching matchup. It's for this many games, it's tough to it's tough to pull the trigger on guys like this. But if you are looking to one off somebody, the old uh, he's not even in the lineup, is he? Oh, freaking Garver, man. Garver's the one who was hot. He, he didn't even make the lineup, so we don't have to worry about it. We don't have to sweat that out. But that guy's on fire, so. They're resting him today. We don't have to worry about that. So I, I'm with you, man. It's tough to it's tough to find value out there whenever those pitchers are that good. We got to get moving here. We got several games left. We got to build some lineups. So let's move on down to the next game. Baltimore at Arizona. Dylan Bundy, Merrill Kelly, minus 196 on Kelly, nine for a total. 
Kelly and Bundy. Bundy's coming in with a really good price now. Is it is it low enough to tempt you into rostering him tonight? No, I don't think it's cheap enough to be honest. Um, it's a tough matchup for him going to the National League, and he's coming off injury. I should have saved that that nugget that I had about Duffy uh, for Bundy. Um, yeah. Oh, you're right, man. This I tell you what, at this price tag, I've actually seen his name pop up in some articles today, and that articles are are going to indicate a little bit on ownership, you know. So he may be a pretty good value. Like he may be a higher owned, low dollar pitcher. And you, I think you hit it on the head. This could be a, like a fourth inning pitch hit risk right here, something crazy like that. I could definitely see that. So I'm with you, man. What about Kelly on the other side, though? Yeah, he's a little bit interesting. He's he's certainly you know, it's a tournament show. I think he's a guy that's probably better suited for cash games. But you know, by that same token, he's put up some some pretty decent games. Um, not going to wow you, but maybe he gets a couple extra strikeouts from this from this Orioles offense here tonight. And, uh, you know, maybe they're going to have to hit, hit, hit a couple pitchers from that bullpen. Um, but, yeah, expecting to get the win, at the very least. Um, as long as he's not out there walking, guys, uh, I don't see anything wrong with him if you're looking for a cheap pitcher. Fair enough. Uh, he's good enough to where Baltimore doesn't, doesn't interest you too much at the plate? No, you know, I, had, I was on a couple guys for, for the, uh, the Orioles yesterday. Um, just you know they, they just don't do it for me I mean sure there's a couple guys that are cheap you know if a Dwight Smith is in the lineup at fifth or so at seven bucks yeah you take take a shot at a punt on one of these guys but uh, bottom line is no I'm not going out of my way to, to, to stack really either of these teams but uh, I'm, I would definitely be on the Arizona side of things um, but there's no like a lot of these teams that we want to stack um, you're not getting a discount Fair enough. That sounds good. Let's move on to the uh, the next game. Boy, I just these games right here are super super boring when you get out there in San Francisco, Chicago at San Francisco, Bumgarner and Darvish too. Two pretty decent pitchers here with a seven for a total. That's that's how bad this is for offense. It's seven. Darvish on one side, Bumgarner on the other. Uh, thirty only seven thirty seven bucks for Bumgarner, thirty nine for Darvish. So if he's, both these guys are under forty bucks, they got to be on your radar for Yahoo, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I they're probably going to be the highest owned pitchers. Um, I personally wouldn't use both of them on, on a site like Yahoo, where the win is you know kind of something you really are looking for. Um, but you can use one or the other along with another top that allows you to fill a decent team with with a good pitcher. Um, so yeah, these guys are they're just grossly underpriced. Um, they're probably as a result. It's going to be probably high ownership for probably both of them. Uh, I lean towards Bumgarner just because you pretty much know what you're going to get. Uh, I'll take the safety over the upside with, with Darvish. And, you know, if Darvish is hitting his spots and not walking guys, um, you know, then he's probably going to have more upside than Bumgarner, even though he won't go deeper in, into the game. Um, but, you know, the Giants – they, they can work counts with the best of them. And if Darvish gets cute inside, you know, around the plate, not throwing strikes, um, Bumgarner's going to definitely be the guy you want. So I, I lean Bumgarner. Um, Darvish is certainly in play, probably has more upside. But um, both these pitchers uh, are going to help you, uh, you know, load up the rest of your lineup. 
Fair enough. Let's move it on down because the hitters in that game, I, I couldn't recommend a hitter in that game. That's too, that's too tough. So Texas at Seattle is the next game with a 10 total. Now we get back up into some, uh, some good stuff here. Looks like we got Tommy Malone on one side and we got a, uh, an opener and then a long reliever for Texas in, in that situation. So talk to me here, man. I, I know we, well, we can't mess around with the pitching here, right? Or do you uh, I think you can with Malone. He's obviously, he's getting the start. Uh, so he'll, you know, he, he should get, should get the, enough run support for the win. Um, whether or not he ended up, ended up going five is another question, but Texas, man, they're, they're really bad against left-handed uh, pitching. I know some of the guys like Gallo, Pence, they put together some some good numbers this season, but go back to last year, this team is among the highest strikeout rates against left-handed pitching. And uh, over the last 30 days, they've been the worst offense in baseball. Um, so I have a little bit of interest in Malone. As much as I'm not a believer, you know, in him all of a sudden becoming a, you know, a great pitcher, um, I, I see no reason – you know that Texas is all of a sudden out of nowhere gonna gonna get to him in this ballpark. Um, so Malone, he's probably as cheap as I would go as a pitcher. You could pair him with Bumgarner and load up your Astros if you wanted to. Um, I think he's in. He's decent. He's decent. What about on the other side there? We know we're not messing with that long reliever situation for Texas, but uh, Seattle not not like a sexy offense, but boy, any offense could be good in the right. In the right matchup is this the matchup we can use some of these Mariners uh it depends on the lineup uh, really the the only guy that I've had a lot of interest in against right-handed pitching was uh, Vogelbach but he's dealing with some kind of shoulder injury um and I don't want to pay a premium for really anyone else um, I don't know what Nervaez price is if he's cheap you can use him as a he's not cheap um Seager, but he's been awful, so not particularly. Um, if anything, it would just be a full stack because you, you are having a young pitcher come out of that bullpen who has some con control issues, and Texas bullpen behind him is nothing to write home about. But uh, for the most part, I'm not in love with either either side of the offenses for this game. Cool. Let's move it on down the road. L.A. Angels, your, your boys down there against the Dodgers. Oh, I didn't even see this one on the board, man. The Battle of LA. We got uh, Maeda on one side, Felix Pena on the other side. Nine and a half for a total. Uh, pitching here, Maeda only forty-two dollars. Pena only twenty-nine. If you were inclined to go that direction, you, you got any interest in either one of those guys? Uh, not particularly. I mean, Maeda not uh, terrible. You know, in my opinion, I expect him to get run support for the win. It's just. You know, how deep is he going to go? He's, he's right in the same, uh, you know, he's in this pretty much the same situation with a much lower strikeout opponent as Merrill Kelly is. Um, so take that for what you will. You know what you're going to get. Dave Roberts is going to yank him after about a, you know, 80, 90 pitches. Um, and what is he going to do in that span? I think he can get, get the win. That's all you're looking for. Made is probably could be your guy because he's not defensive, but – I think he's appropriately priced in this matchup and not someone I, I really want to go out of my way to play. Maeda is kind of tough when he's in there. Dodgers have a fair enough bullpen. Do you have any, do you have any uh, thoughts on a, a, perhaps a, a trout missile tonight? <laughs> I mean, he can hit a home run off anybody. Um, 
I don't want to mess. I don't want to pick on Maeda and the Dodgers have a good bullpen. So I'm not really going on my way to target the angels tonight. There's no real, you know, great value plays out there. No Upton's got a nice value, but I'd flip it over to the other side uh, uh, where the Dodgers and they come a little bit underpriced uh, relative to some of these other high power offenses we talked about starts with Peterson, you know, Turner, Verdugo, These guys aren't going to break the bank. Bellinger's the only one that's really, you know, you know, steep price wise. Yeah, that Peterson price tag has been sitting down there on Yahoo for for a while now. With only only about eleven to twelve dollars most days. Another eleven dollar day today, so that is that is some good value right there. Upton Upton looking interesting on the other side at only twelve bucks. Just some little value plays you can pick apart in your lineup to to get the good pitching in there. So speaking of good pitching, to start building a lineup. We had a request to build a lineup to see what it looked like if we plugged Sale and Bauer on the same team. So uh, if that happens, we're going to need to find a, a low stack, and I have some ideas of what we could do. But let's go to Yahoo right now. Let me find uh, let me find our pitchers that we're going to. So they wants to see what it looks like if we go Sale and Bauer. That's going to leave us 11 bucks per player. I'm going to pull up Plate IQ, and I'm going to find a team we talked about that was interesting to me earlier was Atlanta, because I think you hit the nail on the head when you were talking about there's some value in the bottom of that order. And this is the way you can win tournaments sometimes is not go one through five with your stack, you know, go elsewhere, change it up a little bit. So uh, guys, I was looking at at the bottom of this order, Tyler Flowers, we're facing a, a left-hander at least for the first four or five innings, you know, until Duffy gets pinch hit for Flowers and Riley. Ozzy Albies, these are guys who I think we can play at the bottom of the order. So let's say we do a quick little mini Atlanta stack with some of those guys. Let's do it. All right, so I got 11 bucks per player. Let me pull up the lineup here on Yahoo for Atlanta. Oh, come on now. They don't have it for me. I'm going to have to type them in individually. But Flowers got that good price tag, so I'm going to plug him in there. Uh, Riley's not a bad hitter uh, with a great price tag also. Got him. Uh, let me pull up the starting lineup again. Look at the price tags. Who's, who else is cheap in that lineup that we see? Swanson's 16. That's kind of a – yeah, Albies is 17. Which one of those guys do you prefer? Swanson bad in second or Ozzy bad in sixth? About the same salary. Uh, Ozzy. Ozzy. Let's plug in Ozzy then. That's a three-man stack. I can come back and add more if I want to later. But if I'm, if I'm playing Sale and Bauer – I'm going to try to look for a little low owned stack there and then see if, see if I can work it. So now we got 10 bucks per player. We got about four spots left. Let's go to first base. You see any, you see anybody at first base that uh, good price tag that I just got done talking about him. Peterson. Let's plug him in there. All right. We'll get that one in there. Third base. We need a third baseman. Now we got to keep it in the relatively solid range here does anybody jump out to you at third base that uh has a good salary or can we just start and i'll tell you what i don't i don't want to pick on strasburg but that that arenado salary is pretty pretty insulting to him man 13 dollars for arenado i mean that's one of those things where you set aside matchup and you just play the more talented player if you were inclined to do what do you think about arenado here 13 bucks does that pique your interest because i know we don't want to pick on strasburg but dang yeah i mean it's even more you know, uh, you know, uh, intriguing uh, that 
he's there's really no one else around him. That there's not a whole lot of value. It's a really thin position here tonight. Obviously, we'll still need to see some lineups, but I, I wouldn't have a problem. Um, it'd certainly be contrarian. Um, I'd, I said I didn't want to pick on Strasburg, but he, he can he can give up the occasional long ball, and sure. if there's anyone to do it, it, why not pick the best hitter on the team? Yeah, it comes down to do we think Strasburg is going to pitch a shutout? Probably not. So maybe we're getting to get the guy who's going to send one deep. It's just a matter of taking the value play over uh, over any of the matchup plays. So that doesn't do that doesn't do it too poorly. We still got three spots left here: two outfielders and a shortstop. We're going to average about nine nine bucks per player. So we've got we've got ways to do it because outfield is always loaded with like seven dollar players if you have to go there. So to start off with shortstop though. Is get in this lower range. Uh, guys who uh, stand out to you at shortstop, I, I see a, I see a few guys under the ten dollar range. That yeah, and well, I mean, we don't even have to necessarily punt. I think Polanco from Minnesota. No, I said I'm not in love with that offense, but I think he's a little bit too cheap. Uh, yeah, he's been cheap down there, eleven, twelve dollar range for a while now. That's a good, that's a good pickup right there. Let's plug him in there. Now we got some time. We still got nine bucks per player, so we can we can take a seven dollar guy if we wanted to, and that would leave us eleven dollars maximum for one of these outfielders if that's what we were inclined to do. So, outfield at uh, around nine bucks per player, eleven maximum. Anybody that we went through already stand out for you? Uh, let's see here. We we talked about uh, we can't we can't quite get Upton in there. We just talked about Upton and Weaker. They're they're a little bit too much. You want to play your boy Reddick? Oh man, we got we got to do better than that. Because if we were going to go Reddick, we could just go Chris Davis, who's also ten bucks and ridiculously uh, cold, but really cheap though. Oh man, that that Chris Davis price is just I guess a left-hander too, man. I'm gonna have to do it. I'm gonna have to do it, boss. I'm gonna have to put in Chris Davis in that cold streak, man. Well, the problem is, is that we're forced to play dickhead Trevor Bauer in this lineup, so that, well, that makes it difficult. People wanted to see the Trevor Bauer lineup, so we're gonna do another one. And we're gonna we're gonna have about five minutes to wrap up another one where we where we go with some more players that we really like. But if we plug in Chris Davis, listen, ten bucks. I know he's cold. Wade Miley's a matchup he could get to, so that would leave us with eight dollars for one, one outfielder. We've talked about it. There's plenty of guys. I mean, John Jay. I hate John Jay, but he's eight bucks. He's bad in second tonight. We could go that route. There are guys down there. We could go back to Chad Pender. We can do a little two man, little two man Oakland stack there. Pender and, and Chris Davis against the left hander. In fact, that's the one I'm gonna plug in just to round out the lineup. But if you were doing Chris Sale, Trevor Bowers, this is what I would look for. I'd look for some cheap bats out there. I'd look for a little three or four man stack of cheap guys. We got the Braves because I think the bottom of the order. Can do some damage there. So this is what a sale Bauer looks like, a lineup looks like if me and Boggs were to build it. But I'm going to clear that out because we need to work on our tournament lineup now. We've got about six minutes left. Stacks, Boggs, give me a stack that I can pull up and play IQ and we can really dissect it and see if we can do four or five guys from that stack. Who's, who's one of your favorites out there that I can pull up? Uh, let's do Washington. Washington, you said you liked Washington. I agree there. You know, pretty good spot tonight. So let's take a look at some of these played IQ numbers against Lambert, who's pretty much – would you call Lambert hot garbage? Do you think he's garbage? Uh, I think, you know, I, I don't really know. It's, it's, it's still too early. To too say. early, but he doesn't look good right now, so. Yeah, yeah. 
This is the guy that got rained out last night. This was going to be a popular stack. Maybe it's not as popular tonight. Who knows? So uh, look, pull up the plate IQ numbers. You can see clearly that uh, uh, for Lambert, he is he struggles against both sides. But boy, lefties have it's really small, like you said, small sample size. But yeah, he hasn't been able to get lefties out. That bodes well for some of these guys in this lineup because they've got some. We've got some cheap price tags on Adams and Eaton. We can also put Soto in there. Who's some of your favorite guys? I'm looking at plate IQ, some of the numbers that jump out are Rendon, Soto, Matt Adams even has a – he strikes out a lot, man. But he does have some pop, pop in his bat when he does make contact, so that's good. And, uh, you know, we're dealing with a pitcher who really doesn't strike people out, so maybe the strikeouts don't come into play for Matt Adams tonight. Give me some of your guys. Give me a couple of guys that you really like from this lineup to plug in there, and then I'll, and I'll pick, pick two more after that. Yeah, I mean, Soto is definitely – the top option for me, um, Rendon, it's a little bit cheaper. Um, won't be easy if you want to put sale, um, but there are some punt options. Um, and oftentimes what I'll do is if I think the team's going to score a ton of runs, I'll, I'll leave off a guy like Eaton, who's really, his value is more tied to his speed. Um, you know, he's not a guy that will, you know, hit four home runs in a game. Um, so I'd drop him and then add Adams um, or Dozier. So that's probably what I would do uh, if you wanted to pay up for pitching. So we're going Adams. You like Adams? You like Dozier? I like I like I like Adams too for sure. Uh, Soto. Soto do it for you. And we got that's three guys. Who's our fourth? Who you want to go for four? Rendon or Turner? Both. Rendon. You can do both if we want to. Rendon. You want to go Rendon? How much do you play on Yahoo? Uh, not very much. Not very okay. Just generally speaking, when you stack, are you are you you feel better about four man stacks, five man stacks, or Yahoo? You can actually load up with six hitter stacks. How do you feel about those stacks? Which one is your is your lean? Usually, it, it would depend, obviously, on uh, the price, you know, and whatnot. Um, certain teams, I don't even want to stack more than four bat four batters from, but um, you know. If a team I, I think is going to light, light it up, your opponent, you won't probably want as many guys as you can get. Obviously, you can't always do that. You don't want to pay up for pitching. But like I said, that there's a Bumgarner, there's a Darvish down there that you can just differentiate your lineup with, you know, the guys that you that you punt with to round up that stack. That's that's probably what I would do. All right, fair enough. The uh, pitching, we, now we got uh... – Money left over. Who, who's our who's our pitching options? And who's your favorite pitcher that we're going to be able to squeeze in here? Uh, we, let me see if I plug in Chris. Is Chris Sale your all-around favorite guy? Yeah. Let's see if I can plug him in. That's going to leave us with 69 bucks. we got to find another pitcher, so we're going to have to punt that other pitcher spot. Who's your favorite punt? I mean, I, I still think you can make it work with Bumgarner. Yeah, that's a cheap option right there. I mean, that right there is going to leave us $8 per spot, and we've got four spots left. We've already shown you can definitely pull that off on Yahoo. So catcher spot, let's keep it around 7 or 8 bucks, which I usually want to do anyway. It's always usually viable options down there in that range. You see one that uh, jumps off to you for 7 to $8? Well, I mean, you could plug in Young Gomes. We can... Yahan. Oh, buddy. He's... Yeah, we'll, we'll do it because we need it. But uh, I like to punt the catcher anyway, but uh, we'll do that. He, all right, then they give us a five-minute stack. We're not winning. We didn't force it in. It's just based on salary, so I'm cool with that. Shortstop. Uh, any cheap shortstops we can plug in? Where we can't play Turner? I don't think we 
You no, we don't have enough to play Turner, right? I got a lineup right here in front of me that we got seven bucks per position that we just have to punt second base and outfield with Turner. But you don't have to play Turner. Um, Who did you have in there from? Uh... I had Soto, Rendon, Adams, and Gomes. Okay, I played. I played Dozier. Okay. I put Dozier in there. Well, fair enough. You want to try to get Dozier? You want well, we to can, how much do we have? Uh... We've got 25 bucks for three spots, about eight bucks per player. If we have Dozier in there, I haven't done one with Turner. Let's, let's keep Dozier. Now. We'll change it up because Dozier okay. will be a bit less on. I'm cool. Is there any punch shortstops that you, I mean, there's, there's guys we can use, right? Uh, that's, that's, that's part of the reason why I wanted. Okay. Uh, what Do you have a second baseman that's a cheap option? I did. It was uh, where was he here? Scooter. Let's. Uh, yeah. Let's, we're running low on time. We gotta wrap this up in a minute. So let's see if we can wrap. See yeah, Scooter. The plug-in Scooter. You like uh, Trey Turner, right? Oh yeah, Trey Turner's got a good price. Yep, you're right. Two spots left in the outfield. Seven bucks per spot. We've already been over this. You can definitely find seven dollar value in the outfield. I'll. We'll just plug two guys in for you. Who do? You, give me a seven dollar outfielder that. Uh, Feels good to you tonight. No, it would have been Dietrich, but he's not in the damn lineup. Uh, it what is uh is is Granderson in price? I uh I think he is. I mean, he's I mean, nine bucks. Oh man, they got us on Granderson. Well, you White know Smith. Okay, we'll we'll plug Smith. Sure, if he's in the lineup. Smith, guys, all the lineups aren't out. When the when the lineups come out, you'll find another seven dollar outfielder. This is, uh, this is something I'm going to play right here. I really like that little five-man Washington stack. So that's where we're going to end. Boggs, we got to wrap it up, man. We got to get going. So I'm going to leave that last spot open and wait for the lineups to come out so I can grab a good value $7 outfielder. Until then, guys, this is the lineup I'm going to roll with. I like it. Guys, thanks for tuning in to the show today. Uh, hope you all have a good fortune tonight in your tournaments. I hope Boggs wins another 100K, and I, and I don't even hear about it until next time I do a show with him. And until then, guys, good luck in those GPPs, and we're out of here. We're here back in the Fantasy Bar at 6 of my favorite plays for Tuesday night, including four bats for you on Yahoo at $7 or below, a starting pitcher who has almost 50 strikeouts over his last five starts, a BVP play of the day for you, and of course, the beast of the night. Who are we playing tonight? Belly up to the Fantasy Bar and find out. Welcome in, guys. Tuesday edition, Beers Daily Fantasy Six Pack. Good to be back here in the Fantasy Bar once again. Thank you to my boy Grant for stepping in on Friday, but I am back with six of my favorite plays. We'll focus on Yahoo pricing, but as always, these are plays I like whether you're playing on Yahoo, FanDuel, DraftKings, wherever it may be. These are guys I like all across the industry, but Yahoo will be our pricing for today. Before we get into it, guys, you see the sharp side hat here. Make sure you get over there and download the sharp side app still time to get in the contest 
for the longest streak for July. You could still run a streak together of lock bets who take this baby down. $1,000 in FanDuel credit going to the winner. But great stuff on there. Spreads, totals, props, lots of information to make you a better daily fantasy player and to help make you a better sports better, we hope. So, providing the information, go download SharpSide today. Also, Yahoo has launched their best ball product. Make sure you get over there and do some best ball drafts. Never too early to do some best ball drafts to get you ready for your season-long drafts, get you ready for DFS, whatever it may be. Best ball, a great way to play. And Yahoo, a great, great product launching their best ball in football now let's get back to baseball though let's talk about some bats i promised you some value let's start a catcher to lead us off here today you guys money grandal 12 dollars. so nice cheap price here gotta get a catcher on, on yahoo on DraftKings, and grandal certainly the guy i'm looking at iso approaching 250 against righties woba nice 375 and a lot of hard contact over 46 percent hard contact rate and really matches up pitch wise is what i really like here for yasmani grandal tanner rourke Loves to use the fastball, the sinker. Those two pitches are over 50% of his arsenal to left-handed hitters. And the isos, as you see, well over 300 for Grandal against both those pitches. So generally a guy you got to pay a lot for. Yahoo, you get a nice discount here at $12. Too good of a value for me to pass up against Tanner Rourke. All right, let's stay with Milwaukee. Really like them tonight. Let's go to third base with Mike Moustakis, $17. So Moose Taco swinging a good stick right now. 12 game hitting streak for him. You see the ISO where you'd expect 275. The Woba had a nice 377 for him. We mentioned Tanner Rourke really struggling against lefties. 413 Woba allowed. 237 is that ISO. Not a lot of strikeouts either. Strikeout rate is under 20%. And the good mix I'm looking for. Fly balls, hard contact rate, 39% fly ball rate. 36% hard contact rate. So the lefties is where we want to go here with Milwaukee. Christian Yelich, an easy play here. A little mini stack for you there. Of the Brewers lefties, Love Grandal and Mike Moustakis. Both under $20. Great options here tonight. All right, let's go to the outfield. Another great option in the power department. Hunter Renfro, $16. If you want to talk about big numbers, how about a 471 ISO, a 434 weighted on base average against left-handed pitching, and all that despite a batting average on balls in play at just 204. So this, so this ISO more should be over 500. The Woba should be over 500. This guy's been very unlucky and still putting up numbers. You see the four-digit OPS as well that I love to see. Hard contact rate well over 50%, and we talk about fly balls and hard contact rate combined, Jason Vargas gives up a lot of both, over 41% in both categories. Not only that, loves to throw the changeup 40% of the time to right-handed hitters. Another good number here for Renfro, 273 ISO against that pitch, leads the San Diego Padres in that department. Renfro going to go yard here tonight, calling my shot at just $16. All right, let's go back to the infield. A six-pack favorite first baseman, Matt Adams, $14. So if you've been hanging out at the bar over the years, you know I love me some Matt Adams. Had to squeeze him in here. I like this spot for him a lot. Doing what he always does, 270 ISO against right-handed pitching. Hard contact rate, over 40%. High-value hit rate, over 11%. It's like a broken record. This guy always produces against right-handed pitching, especially bad right-handed pitching. That's what we get tonight here with Mr. Lambert. They got rained out last night. They're ready to roll here tonight. 353 ISO allowed to left-handed hitters. A Woba over 400. Some good value in this Washington lineup. But Matt Adams, to me, too cheap to pass up at first base 
at $14. All right, let's go to our next play. Starting pitcher, Trevor Bauer, $49. So 48 strikeouts over the last five starts. Talking almost 10 strikeouts per game and against a team that strikes out a lot against right-handed pitching. Toronto, eighth highest strikeout rate in the league against righties. Not only that, pretty bad everywhere else. 27 in Wova against righties. 25th in WRC+. And I saw this price under $50. Really stood out to me. Probably more of a mid-50s to high-50s price tag is where he should be. But I like the price all across the industry tonight. There's one pitcher I'm paying up for tonight for that big strikeout upside. It's Trevor Bauer against Toronto. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play. But before we do that, guys, who's your favorite play? Who's your beast tonight? Get in the comment section. Let me know while you're there on YouTube, guys. A couple things. Subscribe to the channel. And if you enjoy your time in a fantasy bar, very simple. Click that thumbs up button, guys. That's the tip jar here in this bar, and I greatly appreciate it. Now, take a look at my favorite play. You know Matt's the beast of the night. time we gave you a lot of value so we could spend up a little bit we're not going to go all the way up we're going to go to 21 dollars for second baseman max muncie tonight's beast of the night so muncie on a tear in the power department before the all-star break after the all-star break really doesn't matter six home runs for him over the last 13 games 298 iso wolva over 400 for the bvp crowd just the seven at bat sample size three hits in that sample all three have gone for home runs against Mr. Pena. And you see the numbers on the screen. Woba and Iso, not good against lefties. 45% fly ball rate, 42% hard contact rate to lefties. This is not the team you want to be giving up fly balls and hard contact to. So the Dodgers, one of my favorite stacks on the night, especially all those lefties. But Max Muncie at a tough second base position. Easily my favorite play on tonight's slate and tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that'll wrap us up here for Tuesday in the Fantasy Bar. As always, any comments, questions, feedback, hit me up in the comments section. You can also reach out and follow me on Twitter at BeermakersFan for Rotogrinders.com. I am Bear Sansalu. Best of luck here tonight, guys. We'll be back tomorrow with a FanDuel six-pack for all the FanDuel players out there. So stay tuned for that. But good luck tonight, guys. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Go get them. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist. What is going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here at Steen7904. If you want to get all tactical on me, it is 5 o'clock on the dot on the East Coast, 2 o'clock on the West Coast, 4 o'clock Tennessee time, which, of course, means it's time for the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It is called, it's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. Enjoy me today. You might know such things as uh, NASCAR, as the morning grind. It's uh, Stevie, TPFL. What's up, Stevie? 
Another day in paradise. Um, it's Florida. It's hot. It's about to rain. Um, just a typical day. Hey, man, if you don't like the, the weather in Florida or at least the rain in Florida, wait 15 minutes or so. It's, I mean, I, when I used to live there, it was like sometimes it would be like sunshine, like for real. Like I'm, I'm sure you're probably doing this too, like sunny in the, in the front yard and like raining in the back. Oh, yeah. One of, the, one of my like child I, I don't remember a ton from my childhood, but I remember sitting on my porch and it being completely sunny and looking across the street and it'd be pouring. And like, I'll never forget that moment. And that's the first time like I remember like a Florida storm like that. Yeah, it's it's bizarre for sure. It's been a while since I've been to Florida. I'll have to head back there one of these days, make a little cameo appearance. We don't have much more time for pleasantries, Stevie. No, a lot of stuff to talk about. There is a lot going down. Speaking of weather, nothing too egregious as of right now, but don't uh, listen to me. Uh, obviously, Roth will update his article, his weather article, as far as what's going down weather-wise tonight. We saw that Washington game. Ended up getting rained out last night. I don't think there was much weather. Uh, I think it was like two hours in, like some kind of a drizzle. Basically, probably could have played through or like a short delay, Roth was saying on Twitter that for the record, that was not their call. Apparently I saw somebody saying that was MLB's call. I know we give Washington a hard this time. time of the year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. After the all-star, after the break. all-star break. Yep. Yeah. I wonder, is that because like teams might be angling like for uh correct. Okay. Is that what's going on as far as playoff position? Like the, it's far- always been that way though. Um, I, I think for like the last five or six seasons, it's been that way where when we get past the all-star break, MLB makes the final decision with the umpires. Okay, yeah, I always thought it was, like, before the game officially starts, like, the, before the start time, it was the t- on the home team, and then after the official start team, it was on the umpires. But and maybe that's the way it is the first half of the season. I don't know. Maybe. But uh, that doesn't matter. This is DFS. All we care about is today. We don't care about things that happen. Right. It's our game. Uh, Fantasy Draft, the sponsor of the show, they want us to remind you all coming soon is rake-free DFS to, uh, to Fantasy Draft, which, of course, means that 100% of the entry fees – we paid out the winners 100% of the time. We got a couple more promos to dig into. I'm going to kind of uh, parse them out throughout the show because there's a lot going down. And I, I, uh, spoiler alert, I was a terrible host yesterday. You know how we give uh, shout outs for those that rock the RG badge? Of course, if you guys rock the Rotor Grinders badge, you can get more information. Uh, D Train's going to go, go ahead and drop that link in the chat. That's our multitasking fabulous producer there. He's going to drop it in the Rotor Grinders chat, he's going to drop it in the, uh, the YouTube chat. Let you guys learn some more information about that. But basically, if you rock the RG badge, you finish in the top, uh, the avatar, you finish in the top 10 of certain contests, you'll learn about that again on the link. You can get yourself one month of RG premium for free. Let's go ahead and give uh, shout outs to yesterday's people now, and we'll save uh, today's later on in the show. Remind me, Stevie, give me kind of a nudge in case I forget this. But Yeah, I'll forget too, so. I felt terrible because Weasel19 wanted to hear his name or has a her name. I don't really know if it's a male or female. Uh, Weasel19, thanks for rocking the RG badge. You got Andy A65, Air Force 1977, uh, Adrian DL, Lion, Slandage, and True Winnings. And we got a pile of uh, shout-outs uh, on Layway. We'll uh, shout-out later on in the show. Do also want to mention the SharpSide app. If you guys are playing the SharpSide app Street Contest, uh, $1,500 up for grab, FanDuel dollars up for grabs. First three, we'll split that. I think it's 1000 up top. 300 200 Fourth through tenth gets himself also one month of RG premium. There's multiple ways to get the uh, Rotor Grinders premium. Uh, again, check that out as far as the sharp side. That is free to play. Just have the longest active winning streak when uh, the month ends. And we're closing in. We've got about, what, eight days left or so, give or take. Uh, if you guys uh, don't win Rotor Grinders premium, the multiple ways we're throwing out there, it's the back half of the MLB season. So you can get a discount as far as MLB premium. It's uh, for just a single site. 
It's $84.99 for two sites. It's $99.99. That's for PGA as well as far as the combo sites. All right, uh, enough with the promos. Oh, here, one more, just for fun, just for the road. Uh, the Roto Grinders draft kit for best ball and seasonal as well. That's going down less than 40 smackers, $39.99. And the kicker, if you're going to partake in that draft best ball championship, you win yourself a free ticket to that, which is worth $25. So if you are going to play that, it's uh, basically less than 15 bucks for the RG draft kit for best ball and seasonal. Stevie, uh, I'm exhausted. You're still with me, right? I uh, just woke up. <laughs> How was your nap? Was it good? Is it your second nap of the day? Or? I was I was just dreaming about my my po- my podcast uh, read that I have, and I was like, man, mine's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, blame D Train. He just likes to, you know, he loves. We need more promos. And I'm listen, gonna- I'm never going to say a bad word about D Train. He every day he listens to the podcast and timestamps it and does a great job for everybody. So I, I can't say anything bad about D Train. I can't either because I say questionable things but before we officially go on air and off air and like he has the power to put my voice out there when I'm not aware of it. So I got to be nice <laughs> to him for sure. Um, all right. So we won't tell everybody what you were talking about before this show. What were we talking about before the show? I don't, I don't remember, but I was just making you think about it there for a second. <laughs> I think it was pretty innocent. Uh, all right. So this yesterday's slate wasn't particularly great as far as deep when it comes to the pitchers today. They, they were hiding them all yesterday. They're unleashing them today. We got Bauer, we got Sale, we got Strasburg, we got Nola, we got Paddock. Boy, uh, even Caleb Smith versus the White Sox. There is a slew of good pitchers out there today. Uh, screenshots, how are we handling it? Uh, we're going to tackle this slate, of course. We'll talk about the pitchers individually. We'll go around the horn as far as our favorite pitchers, give our favorite stacks, get a little peek as far as the screen share, what's going on behind the paywall. But, uh, you know, overall, it's, it's very easy to get overwhelmed as far as this. Uh, everybody playing tonight as of right now. Weather pending, I assume weather should be okay. But again, uh, find out when we're off. We'll give you guys the most up-to-date update as far as what's going down on crunch time. With, uh, I think, Cheese is on there as well today, along with JSU. Uh, screenshot, how are we attacking it, Stevie? Uh, a lot of options at the top. You know, we have Sale, we have Strasburg, we have Bauer, we have Aaron Nola against Detroit. Like, there's a lot of great options at the top. Um, mid-tier, not as strong, in my opinion. Um, one thing that is kind of interesting is like the Darvish Madison Bumgarner has like one of the best pitchers umpires um, on the slate. So Ooh. like, you know, when we're looking at overall on the slate, I think that we're potentially looking at maybe like a sale archer combo for cash. And then we're looking at, you know, however we want to look at it for tournaments. Cause we're getting Trevor Bauer who has a, a massive leash against Toronto with a really good pitchers umpire at probably less than 10% owned today because he's more expensive than Sale. Yeah, he's more expensive than Sale and more expensive than Strasburg, and I think I would put him behind both those guys, would you not? I don't know if I'd put him behind Strasburg. I think it's Sale, Bauer, Strasburg for me. Um, actually, it's probably Sale, Nola, um, Stra- Bauer, Strasburg for me. Like, I like Aaron Nola a lot today. It's Detroit. They strike out a ton. He has plenty of strikeout ability, like, you know, I'm just playing the ownership game on Bauer and Strasburg with them only being $700 difference um, is what I'm kind of thinking here. All right. Well, talk to me about Sale at the top. Why is why is Sale your, your favorite pitcher today? Well, th- there's no reason that, like, he's not the highest price pitcher on the slate, and he isn't. So he's 11K. It's not easy to fit him in um, when you're wanting to do a lot. This game has a 7.5 total, one of the lowest totals on the slate. Uh, I think Tampa has the lowest implied total on the slate, maybe the second lowest. Um, they're worse against left-handed pitching. 
it's just a it's just a home run spot for sale after struggling for three starts he went out and dominated toronto in his last start and you know he gets a ballpark upgrade like there's so many like we could just keep going and telling you why to play sale because there's so many good um like reasons why to play sale today yeah plenty of k's in that tampa lineup also worth noting yanny diaz went on the il so if you're looking at uh, Tampa's lineup, I know it's loaded with righties. It's got eight or eight righties in there, but uh, I mean, Zunino's in there. He strikes out a ton. You love seeing that. I, I was just curious in the BBP. I was curious that they face each other over 13 with uh, seven strikeouts, like, which, you know, that checks out. Uh, Willie Adamas, you know, young prospect, but he's still, you know, not a complete player just yet. Strikes out 20, 31% versus lefties. That's against the average lefty, not against Chris Sale. He'd be higher than that. Meadows at 30.9%. It is kind of backloaded as far as the Ks. They're big K guys for the most part, and then a the lineup. But, like, Sale goes through this lineup three times anyway, so it doesn't really matter where they are. He's going to see everybody essentially three times, maybe even more if things are going really well. 25.3% uh, collectively as far as striking out for his left piece. And earlier in the day, I was trying to convince myself that Strasburg was the better play than Sale. He's slightly just – I figure they're basically even, uh, and Strasburg's a little bit cheaper, so I was kind of talking about myself in the Strasburg, you know how terrible Colorado is in the road. Uh, you know, Sweatsburg, people are always concerned about that in Washington. But but the last I saw, it's like 72, 73 degrees there in Washington. So that'll subdue uh, the sweat to some degree, which some people are concerned with as far as Strasburg. And spoiler alert, like all pitchers, like the hotter it is, the more likely they are to give up like home runs and things of that sort. Uh, there are plenty of Ks in this Colorado lineup as well with Desmond, McMahon, Ionetta, Story, Dahl, all those guys at least at 25%, 22.9% collectively. Uh, he's another guy with a pretty solid leash as well. Uh, it sounds like you like uh, you prefer Nola over Strasburg, and I'm not going to fight you because it's condensed. It's really it's tough. It's kind of a coin toss. I mean, I agree. Maybe just play the ownership game in tournament and have some fun. Um, I have not taken a peek as far as the ownership uh, projection. We have we have Strasburg, and we've had him around 25 percent all day, and Nola's been around 10 percent. So, like, give me that 15 percent difference and a cheaper price tag for a team that, like, I, I don't think anybody uh, Detroit lineups out right. Like, yeah. Nobody in this lineup has a strikeout rate under 20% against right-handed pitching. Like, That's you're wild. not going to get better, many better matchups for a guy than that. Yeah, and as far as we're looking at, what, one, two, three, four, four lefties, five righties. You know, Nola's got a 29% K rate versus lefties this year, 24.5 versus righties. Uh, he's been in good form of late, which is nice to say for sure. Uh, you know, he is jumping in the AL, uh, you know, as far as the ballpark shift and as far as, you know, grabbing – a DH, but this DH is not going to be particularly good for what it's worth. Um, like And like you said, like 25.2% collectively as far as striking out, the guy that strikes at the least is Biggie Cabrera, who has no power these days, 20.6% uh, as you referenced. Uh, it feels like 7 or 8 or 9 or possibly 10 Ks on layaway for NOLA. And, you know, if we fire up the, uh, the old lineup HQ as far as the projected, you know, the K props as of today, we talked about sale, it's an 8.5 power. Bowers at seven and a half, Strasburg's at seven and a half, and then we have Nola at six and a half. I mean, six and a half is too low on Nola. I would take the over on that. I don't know if that's available in the old sharp side app, but we like Nola to grab more than six and a half Ks, right? I do. I agree with you. If that's one of the sharp side uh, bets, you can take the over on that one. Feel pretty good about it. Um, so, you know, get your get yourself get your streak started um, over there for that Fanduel dollars. It's got to be started by now. Can you close? Can you win with like eight or, or nine or ten? I don't really know if that's good enough. You would have to probably be really, really, like, really, really positive. Um, I don't – I'm not saying you probably can't. Like, I'm sure everybody, you know, lacks a little bit on getting it done every day. So, like, if you committed and you were really running good, maybe. But 
I was trying to find a leaderboard in that because I was curious what like what's actually leading and I couldn't find it. So maybe it's maybe it's my incompetence, maybe it's not available. I assume it's available, but uh yeah. If Devin has that, feel free to drop that in chat for some of the people out there. Uh love Chris Paddock, great pitcher. Uh he's not gonna go beyond six unless he's throwing like a perfect game or something like that. And you know, he should be perfectly fine, but he's more expensive than Nola. Uh, you know, he's not that much cheaper than Strasburg, Sale, and Bauer. So it's a pass for me. Uh, are you in agreement as far as Paddock? Good player, not picking on him, but I might roster him. He's going to be really low owned, um, really, really low owned. But when we're over 10K, I need 100 plus pitches. And like, I feel like he's the least likely to go over 100 pitches. And they're very committed on that for him. So I, I completely understand why they're doing it. Young pitcher, a lot of talent. Yeah. This team is really built for next year. Like, the Padres are going to be really, really good next year. Like, they don't need to burn their stuff up this year. So um, I don't think I will use Paddock today, but I could certainly see why you would. Like we have him right now projected for 1% ownership, and that makes a ton of sense when we're looking at these guys. It's just I don't know if I could personally do it um, knowing the guys that are around him. Like I'm paying up for, you know, Sailor going down to NOLA. Yeah, and like the best – I suppose he could go five, six innings and strike out ten. Like that's something he could absolutely do. It's kind of threading the needle to some extent and be efficient as far as his pitches as well. But uh, and again, we, we saw him get the hook last time, basically after he he was throwing a perfect game against his former team, the Marlins, and uh, Castro at a homer off him in the eighth inning or so, and then basically they gave him the hook right away. And he was like ninety-ish pitches. I wonder how deep they would have let him go. I guess they would have. Well, we'll never know. Maybe the manager. They probably would have let him keep going if, as long as he was still like not at like one ten, one twenty. Yeah, perfect games are a little bit different than no hitters. They don't just come around anytime. Yeah, but like like you said, have some perspective. Like, you know, it's cool to throw a perfect game, but, like, they don't care about that. And it's one of 162, and it's nice, but you got to think big picture, and you got to think of the future, and, you know, who knows. Guys like uh, Cub fans will remind you about Dusty Baker and Mark Pryor and and, uh, and Kerry Wood if you're old enough to hear about that. But uh, other people would say, you know, pitch counts nonsense. Depends who you're listening to, I suppose. Uh Boyd against the Phillies, dude's been so 2019. He's just giving up a pile of homers and he's striking out a bunch of dudes. Um, I don't know. He's he's kind of in the mix. He's sort of in the same the same bag as Paddock for me. Um, I, I bet his ownership's low. He's probably less than five percent, right? Yeah, he, he's going to be. I don't. I haven't looked at his ownership. He's not a guy that's like super on my radar, but. You nailed it. Like he is the the pitcher of 2019. Like he has a 14% swing and strike rate, 32% con or strikeout rate, and a 40 or 39 and a half percent hard hit rate. Like he's gonna give up home runs. He's gonna give up hard hits. Like he's gonna dominate the bottom half of the Philly lineup. Like the bottom half of this lineup is terrible today. Um, looking at the lineup, you can make an argument. They don't walk a lot. You know, there's, there's two guys which walk rates over 20%. One of those guys has 20 at bats. So, you know, you're really worried about Hoskins, Harper, Real Muto, Kingery, but outside of that, like the rest of that lineup is just, it's terrible today. He got a slight bump with the no Segura. Segura's dealing with like an ankle or a leg or something like that. He's a big contact hitter and probably replaced by Quinn or like Williams is, uh, is probably playing the role. Williams is in there. Hasley's in there. Quinn's in there. Like it just, when Cesar Hernandez is batting fifth, like, <laughs> no, the lineup's not going to be too bad. Yeah. There are definitely some case in that lineup. And he's, he's, uh, he's interesting from that perspective. And if you look at, if you look at the overall number, like Hasley's got a 0% as far as case, which I imagine is dragging it down. 
not really sure how that works. If I just throw that out, but Williams is a 50%. So maybe that's kind of balanced each other out. Uh, working our way down, well, you kind of mentioned it as far as the quote-unquote optimal build, the cash game build. Uh, are we, we're back to cr- trusting Chris, Chris Archer? This is what's going down? Trust? No. Are we going to play him today? Yes. <laughs> yeah. like, like what are, look, there's options. Like You could go down to Dylan Covey um, and, and pay up oh. for sale and load up on bats. Like, you know, that, that's an option. Do I want to do that? I'll, I'll take the risk on Archer. I think you can build a sale NOLA lineup. Um, I, you know, that's what I have right now is sale Nola. Wow. Um, but I would need, like, you have to, like, Zach Green has to be in the lineup today for the Giants for that to work because he's been salary at third base. So if if he's in the lineup and Jeff Mathis is in the lineup, my lineup's not changing. Like, you know, so I I think that there's there's a couple different builds today. Sale Nola is interesting to me. Sale Archer is probably the way that I'll end up in cash games just because, like, I highly doubt, you know, Zach Green will start over Pablo Wall Sandoval, but you know, I think you can make an argument for Dallas Keuchel in the mid tier, like for cash yeah. games. He's not a great ceiling tournament play, but does he put up 15 to 20 here? Probably like 30 to 50% of the time. Like it's the Royals, there's going to be a lot of ground balls hit. Like it's not a bad spot for Keuchel as far as cash games go. It's about as good a spot it's going to be. Like, I think he wins the game, too. Not that that matters so much. We'll, we'll take those four points. Uh, you know, Casey obviously jumping in the NL. Uh, they're losing their D8s. They're without Mondesi. Uh, that lineup's not particularly good. You know, uh, I, can't, I don't know how much Duffy has hit in his life, but Duffy, you'd imagine, will hit at least once, potentially twice, depending on, you know, how well or poor he's Maybe picking. Maybe once. Like, they're going to rock him today. I like, think so, too. I think Atlanta – we'll talk about the bats soon enough, but – uh, I agree. Atlanta is a really, really strong stack today, and there's a, you know, and a, you know, I think Acuna is the hitter you wanted to talk about as far as our feature hitter. We'll get to that in a second, but uh, I, I totally agree with you. Um, and as far as a K perspective, it's not that big, but 20.8 percent collectively for Kansas City. But you know, Keiko's a guy that eats innings, um, and like you said, he's probably not going to get above 20 points, but he should, in theory, get around 15 or so. Uh, he should be okay. Uh, Archer's velocity's been up. He's changed his pitch mix to some degree which is a, you know, yielded some positive results. If you look at like nine of his last 10 games, like those, those results are either perfectly fine or like good. So like, you know, he's obviously given us some homers this year, but you know, protected that by that ballpark to some degree. And we kind of mentioned that San Francisco game in passing. You talk about Madison Bumgarner. Uh, I've not seen the umpire data on that. You said it's a really positive umpire. A uh, Bumgarner is a guy that's got a long leash. You can go seven, eight, nine, depending on what his, uh, you know, what his pitch count may be. And then Darvish, Darvish just like stop walking people and he's pitching in San Fran tonight. Not like a ton of K's necessary, but both those pitchers are good. Like you can argue for like 15 pitchers tonight, basically. I don't know how much I'll grab either one of those, but I'm not going to tell you, you can't play him. Um, yeah. Like it depends on like your build. Like I could see playing a Darvish Bumgarner team together, hoping you get like 35 to 45 points and load up on bats. Like, I could see that build. Um, you know, Caleb Smith, you know, that lineup for the White Sox looks pretty atrocious today. Like, I didn't really have a ton of interest in Caleb Smith today, but that lineup came out, and it's it's not that good. Um, you know, there's a lot of strikeouts towards the bottom of the, the White Sox lineup today. Um, so, yeah, like, there's – there's there's so many pitchers today like narrowing down your pitcher pool is is really tough because there's a lot of pitchers you want to pick on today too so there's a lot of bats that you want so you know i think that 
you know, narrowing down your pool. Like I know right now I can, I can knock off Domingo Herman at the top. Um, I know I can knock off Yanni Torinos. I know I can knock off Wade Miley because of his price. Kenta Maeda facing a team that doesn't strike out very often. Kyle Gibson against the Yankees. Like I can start knocking people off really quick and, and just kind of deciding on who I want to end up with when I'm left. And you know, that was the biggest issue with Chris Paddock, right? Like he's just in that range where we're just absolutely loaded today. Yeah, just wrong, wrong slate. We'll check back in five days. Uh, and he'll probably be paired with a lot of these guys once again because that's just how it works sometimes in baseball. And I agree with you. Like, Herman's a good pitcher. I'm not necessarily looking to pick on him. Of course, Minnesota's solid offense, but he just doesn't fit this slate for me. Gibson as well. Like, like I could see a path where he's fine. No DJ LeMahieu in that, in that Yankee lineup for what it's worth today. Um, and I don't, I don't hate Gibson, but I'm not seeking him out. He's certainly a better play than, like, Maeda and Miley and Chirinos, those guys you mentioned. But uh, like Archer obviously is cheaper. Uh, Keuchel is cheaper. And then the rest is just, you know, Roark, I don't have any interest. Fires, no. Uh, Pena is just a disaster against lefties and, you know, power lefties specifically. Spoiler alert, the Dodgers have a lot of power lefties. I know there's some people out there that are Jason Vargas truthers. You're not one of them, right? No. <laughs> um, I don't typically stack against Vargas. I've used him a couple times this year. The Padres are a top three stack for me today. So I'm going to, I'm going to pass on Vargas today and listen, you know, honestly, I think that it's a bad idea to stack against Vargas, but you look at the top five guys in that lineup and you really like it. Um, so we'll talk about that when we get there. One of the other guys I want to mention, we kind of mentioned him in passing Dylan Covey. Um, he's not good by any means. He's not oh. a good pitcher. He's 4.6K on DraftKings, so he's probably, what, 9K, 9,200 on, on Fantasy Draft. Um, I, I see a road, Dean, of a sale Kobe or a Kobe Bauer team to get bats. I don't think I would do it in cash games. Um, I don't think it's the craziest idea. I played Samson in cash yesterday and made money. So, <laughs> um, you know, the bats were just right on yesterday. So, honestly, like, Kobe's a guy that – I think that you can potentially look at like there's nobody else really down here that I, I would really take a shot on outside of maybe like a Dylan Bundy. But I think like it's the year of the bats. We, we've talked about it so much this year that, you know, you want bats, you want big bats, like to load up on bats. Like if I want a Yankee stack or if I want a Red Sox stack, or if I, you know, even want a brave stack, they're really expensive today. Then, you know, Dylan Covey, he, he's your answer. Yeah, I'm with you. I like big bats, and I cannot lie. Uh, Bundy coming back from the IL for what it's worth. <clears throat> I, assume, I mean, he's in Arizona. There, he's another guy. It's 2019. There's a decent amount of K's, also a decent amount of of homers that he can yield. He is in the National League. I don't really trust him. Covey, how deep can he go? Like he's pitched a fair amount recently, but just not throwing a lot of pitches. 70, uh, 80 is what I would think. Like okay. you know, he went to the bullpen about a month ago, so I would think 70 to 80. If he, it, it really depends if he's pitching good. If he's not pitching good, 50. If he's pitching good, they'll probably try to get as much of him as they can. You know, that, that, that bullpen stinks. The team stinks. Um, they didn't have to use the bullpen a lot yesterday with Nova pitching so well. So At all. Like, that's another thing. <laughs> he didn't Nova go uh, – not CGSO because what's his name? The catcher banged out a homer. But besides that, he went complete game on us. Um, I can't get over that. Well, I mean, it's, it's the Marlins, right? I mean, It is the Marlins. Yeah. That is true. 
Um, Cubby, you know, can get ground balls. That's like a skill, right? That's something he's got. It's a skill he has. He doesn't strike guys out, and he walks too many dudes. But he, like, look at his numbers against righties this season. This lineup's right-handed heavy, right? We we have the lineup: Neil Walker, Curtis Granderson, the only lefties in there. Like two seventy-seven Woba, one forty-nine ISO, one forty-nine and a half air distance or hit distance. Like fifty percent ground ball rate and a nine percent hard to soft contact ratio. So like. If we're just looking at the numbers, like, he's fine. He's not going to strike anybody out, like, on a normal instance. But there's six guys in this lineup with strikeout rates over 24%. Like, the, there's built-in strikeouts against the Marlins because they suck. They, they're terrible. I was, uh, I was planning on coming to the office today, but I was messing around with the RG lineup builder. And I, I, I'm making, I made 20 lineups today, and uh, I have Cubby in some. I'm not happy about it. I held my nose when, like, I clicked submit, but – and then it may change after, you know, after we get off the air, we got an hour or so to kind of think through with stuff. But I'm going to play a little bit of Covey in tournaments because uh, we live in the world of a salary cap. And I think he can kind of eke his way to like 12 or 15 points or so, which would be fat. 12 points would be great, right? You'll take 12 points, right? Lock it in. Oh, yeah. Give me 12 right now. I'll play him in cash. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there. With you. <laughs> like, so. Yeah. Let's summarize the pitchers. Obviously, uh, lots of great pitchers taking the bump tonight. Bauer, interesting for tournaments because he's the most expensive guy. He should be more expensive in sales. Should be more expensive in Strasburg, even Nola as well. Uh, I guess the Strasburg Bauer conversation is one to be had. You're talking about as an SB two is Archer. Uh, give me a couple of sentences here. Somebody that's tuned in, tell them what to do with pitchers. Yeah, like if realistically if you could build a sale nola team like that's the nuts i also think that like with the news of like this umpire that's umpiring the san francisco game i think like a a sale bumgarner team is something that i'm considering uh for cash games i don't hate chris archer for cash today um st louis has been absolutely atrocious recently this lineup's terrible so um, as far as the top end guys, you know, we kind of talked about it. I would rank them sale. Number one, I'd rank them Nola. Number two Bauer because of ownership over Strasburg for three and four. Um, and I like to pay up to be contrarian sometimes. And Bauer has a long leash with a really good umpire. So, you know, um, plenty of options. The mid tier is kind of weak. We have Archer, we have Keiko. If you want kind of a safer option and you can go down to those, you know, the guy we were just talking about Dylan Covey, uh, gotta love him. Yeah, I wouldn't say we love him, but like, yeah, we're gonna be playing him a little bit. Like, I'm gonna play like forty to fifty percent of Dylan Covey in my twenty entry build. So there you oh, go. No. <laughs> I think I, I had played seventy five percent Samson yesterday. So I feel gross about playing fifteen percent or so. I think that's where I was at right now. But uh, that may go up, that may go down. We shall see. Uh, we're gonna talk about sticks in a second, Stevie. But oh, hey, Stevie, just want a reminder. Uh, just so you know, I have chat too. I can read chat. I see what's going I on. I thought that joke was lame. <laughs> They said it went over my head. I was like, nope. I didn't acknowledge it because I didn't want to call you out. And then, like, chat called me out, so I had to call you out. Like, You're not, not a big Sir Mix-a-Lot fan, apparently. No. That, my wife wears a shirt that says um, Baby Got Bump or something like that. So That's yeah, when she was pregnant, right? Yeah. That... <laughs> Did you not like that shirt? Sure. <laughs> I can't say anything bad. She can hear me. Like, I like Big Bump, and I cannot lie. Um, all right, we're going to talk about some hitters in a second. Before we do so, Stevie, this is where you nudge me and tell me, hey, the second half hey, of Don't B- forget about that promo, Dean. Yeah, so again, if you guys just tuned in, you guys rock the RG avatar. D-Train's going to go ahead and drop the link in chat for you guys. You win yourself one month in free RG premium. 
uh, click the deal for uh, details. I'm not going to give you guys the details because, hey, it's a 15-game slate that people don't want to hear all this, not twice. Uh, Breed, 3TM, welcome to rocking the RG badge. Uh, Flores Mark 1983, who uh, I believe I just saw lurking in chat. or lurks in chat a lot. Welcome to the RG badge as well. Uh, we got Katie Dusk, Silly Dad 101. This one, I think you're just kind of screwing with me. Is he has said a bunch of characters. It's either an L or an I for F-E-H-4 F, wait, C-K-S. That might be like a kind of a curse word, but not really. Not really sure what's going on with that, but uh, hopefully I didn't butcher that one too much. Uh, we got Drob 097, and lastly, uh, NWO Suck 101. I guess they're um, the Generation X fans, I suppose. I think that's what it is. That's a wrestling reference, I think. NWO S-U-C-K, S-U-C-1. New World Order, man. Raw reunion yesterday. Where were you? There you go. Yeah. I, th- yes. Do, uh, the NWO, that was uh, Hall and Nash and Hogan. That was the Yeah, program. there you go. How about that? Yeah, hey. like a dean. <laughs> I used to watch wrestling a lot when I was a kid. Like Stone Cold, The Rock days. That I I used to watch with my dad all the time. I'm going to date myself, but like uh, in college, like I would have a poker night with some friends Monday nights and like they would that, that that's it would be kind of on in the background so i would just kind of like it was people they would flick back and forth between that and like monday night football depending on you know the season but uh and like wwf wwe and the uh wcw so uh there you go and wcw's not been around for a while so yeah i'm old um all right uh, i see the chat starting to load up some questions hold up some questions for now you can save them for later if you guys are in the old uh, youtube feel free to like and subscribe if you guys are asking questions over there Devin's obviously going to pull them and throw them up later uh, for us to answer later on in the show. But uh, hitters, you want to talk about Acuna. Talk about Acuna because he looks like an awesome player. Yeah, I want to talk about the Braves in general. I love the Braves today. They're one of the best teams in baseball against left-handed pitching. Danny Duffy is either really good or really bad. And I'm perfectly okay with knowing that, going into stacking against him. Like, there's a chance that he goes six innings and gives up a run. And there's a chance that he goes two innings and gives up eight to nine runs. Um thing that I like a lot about this Atlanta stack if you start digging into plan IQ as well the Kansas City bullpen stinks once they get down by a certain amount of runs so a lot of good things sit here for Atlanta they're really good against lefties kind of sad I wanted Marcakis to be out of the lineup and Camargo to try like a a random spot start that would have been really good for the stack but I I definitely wouldn't leave out like Freeman and a lefty lefty but yeah Cunha He's been really, really good um, against lefty since getting called up last season. And, you know, it doesn't seem like it's going to stop anytime soon. He, he definitely likes the platoon. You know what else he's been doing of late? We talk about Jack in a bag, you know. Dude's been swiping bags of late like crazy. Uh, last game he didn't steal any, but before that, two, one, 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 two. He had five straight games where he stole a base. Like, what, eight or so in his last ten. Uh, yeah. I mean, if he just gets a walk – We'll steal a bag. Uh, like you talk about Freeman, don't neglect Freeman in your stacks. Obviously, he's a great play. Uh, and I think Duffy's actually been pretty bad for his lefties this year, too, uh, for what it's worth. So, uh, yeah. I, you mentioned Marquecas. I was annoyed that, like, he's batting fifth. And I like the guys they that just, are batting. They don't change their lineup hardly ever. I yeah. get it. I don't understand that either. Uh, pretty clear that. Al- Albies is much better on the right-hand side versus lefties, and Riley's a better hitter than Marquecas, too. Like, I'm not sure what they're doing. And Albies is a switch hitter, so, like, you don't have to worry about the lefty-righty deal, like, if you have too many in a row. But, hey, uh, I'm not the manager. Knock out some catches. That is right. That is right. We we don't get the, get paid to, you know, 
put out a lineup every day or wear a uniform, which is still the, that's the most ridiculous thing in sports still going on. Right. Why is like, why are 70 year old men wearing, you know, baseball jerseys? To the field? I'm sure some coaches like it, but I'm sure others are like, this is dumb. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> Go ahead. Talk to me about catchers. Um, Jeff Mathis. Let's, let's be in the lineup today. Oh no, um, he's terrible. Yeah, he, he's awful. He's worst hit, one of the worst hitters in baseball, no doubt about it. Um, if you want to pay up for catcher today, I think he has money. Grandal is in an amazing spot. Tanner Roark's terrible against lefties. Um, Sanchez is super cold. Is he not in the lineup? Oh, yeah, he is. Um, Gary Sanchez is super cold right now, but we know the type of upside that Gary the Goat has. Um, he is – they dropped him, by the way. They dropped him the sixth. Yeah, that's fine with me. Maybe that helps yeah. him. Um yeah, Gary Sanchez is just he's cheap at 4.3k for as far as like just looking at catchers in general. So I think this is a spot that if you want to pay up at Jasmani, uh, I think the beef Castillo is a good middle ground. He's 2.8k, so I still kind of get my punt catcher. Um, you know, Tyler Flowers as far as your like Brave stack. Um, Travis Darno against Sale at 4.1K is an easy fade for me. Like, I, I like Travis Darno against lefties, but that's way too expensive for Chris Sale matchup. It's about 4K too expensive. Yeah. I don't uh, think I'd play him at 2K today. Well, yeah, I would. I, I can't lie. Yeah, 2K. I would. Yeah, sure. Why not? You know, the opportunity cost. But even if Mathis is not in the lineup today, Luke Molly is in the lineup and he's 2K, and I'll play him too. So. Okay. I yeah. love punting catcher. Like it's not a secret at this point. And you talk about San Diego. I don't hate Mejia. Like I don't I mean he's batting also seventh and not eighth, which like is a slight upgrade. I thought he might bat bat eighth tonight or if he hedges one of those two. Um but uh, yeah, that's basically catcher for sure. There's no Garber today, so I don't know what to do. Garber's Garber's he was so cheap yesterday. Like he I guess he wasn't cheap on Fandle, but he was cheap enough on Fandle for a catcher and like he was low owned again, like I can't pay the DK price for Garver, but like you're you're able to get it on FanDuel, and he's just he just continues to be super cheap over there. Yeah, uh, and I agree with you as far as Beef Castillo too cheap. You know, we we both like uh, Caleb Smith, but he is vulnerable there in the ballpark. Did negative shift there for him. Most of his home runs this year, I believe, have been on the road. I was checking that earlier. Too. Yeah, he has massive home road splits, which does make sense. Uh, first base is kind of tricky for me because. I don't have one guy that necessarily stands out, and I'm also picking on pitchers that I like. We talked about Beef Castillo. I think Jose Abreu is too cheap against Caleb Smith. I think Brees Hoskins uh, is too cheap against Matt Boyd, who, again, Matt Boyd might strike you out three times, but the fourth time he's going to give you up, give up a homer, and I'm okay with that. Uh, he seems too cheap. And then on the Washington side, you know, which I think is going to be one of the more popular stacks, picking up Peter Lambert, who's a bit of a prospect, but he's faltered so far in a small sample up in the majors. Uh, Matt Adams, especially on Fandle. You mentioned Fandle. That I've not taken a look as far as ownership over there, but off the top of my head, he's probably the most heavily owned player on the slate. Is that an egregious statement, or does that sound about right? On Fandle, he will be. Um, yeah. 2.6K, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, I featured him in my value plays today over there on Fandle uh, for a lineup HQ. It's just that price is just ridiculously cheap. Honestly, first base for me today, I'm just going to use a lot of my first basements as part of my stacks. Um you know, it's a bigger slate, so I'm going to roll a lot of four- or five-man stacks out there today. I like Freeman as part of the stack. One one-off guy I really like is Josh Bell, but I don't hate the Pittsburgh stack as well. Um, Dakota Hudson's a lot worse against lefties. Ballpark doesn't matter for me when it comes to Josh Bell. He can bang one out anywhere. So 
Muncie's a good one. Uh, Mitch Moreland's back, batting seventh. Um, he's really oh. cheap on, I think, FanDuel and Yahoo. Um, so he's interesting. But, yeah, like Matt Adams at 4.1K is a guy that just really stands out. Um, if you want a really cheap guy, Neil Walker's 3.6K batting fourth against Dylan Covey. Was, uh, was Travis sent down for Boston? I don't know if he was sent down yet, but I'm assuming that it's probably going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I figured they'd make room for Moreland, and uh, that seems like the natural swap. Just kind of curious. Travis uh, had, a, had a nice little cup of coffee there, a couple homers for him. It was, it was a much better one than he's had recently, that's for sure. Um, and the Dodgers, you know, Jock James, Jock Peterson, and, uh, and Muncie. You know, if, you, if you look at the, the stats, obviously the ballpark's not particularly great, but Pena has been a disaster versus lefty power. Uh, Peterson is leading off. Muncie batting fifth for what it's worth. Pretty standard lineup for the Dodgers. Verduga batting second. Turner, uh, Bellinger, uh, Muncie, then Pollock, then Seager, then Russell Martin. That lineup just kind of cracked for y'all. Uh, five and a half team total for the Dodgers. Uh, and Santana seems a little bit too cheap as well. Uh, you know, a lot of places it's not that hot. And, you know, Toronto is just kind of standard. I'm not sure what the temperature is. They probably have the roof closed today. But uh, Aaron Sanchez has been a disaster, especially the lefties. Uh, team total over five for Cleveland, locked in for nine innings, batting third. Uh, I like Cleveland. I like the Braves. I like Washington. Those look my three favorite teams today. So I'm going to grab some Santana. You have a take as far as Carlos Santana today? Uh, I, I like Cleveland. So, yeah, as part of a stack, I, I certainly don't mind it. Um, Sanchez is very hit or miss. He's another guy that, like, I like some of these fly ball guys. So um, don't mind Santana. Keystone position, second base, fire away. Uh, going to Cleveland, um, just looking at Cleveland, like when we're looking at it, um, you know, Kipnis is 3.6 K, um, against Sanchez. He's really, really cheap. So, um, obviously Kipnis is a guy you're looking at in cash games. I'm going to, I said this on the podcast too, like, I'm going to keep playing scooter until he homers <laughs> Like <laughs> at this point. Like I, I'm, I'm really pot committed. He's facing Zach Davies. Uh, the revenge game. What's that? Revenge game. Dozier against Lambert, um, you know, Adam Frazier, he's under 4K against Hudson. We talked about Dakota Hudson struggling. If you want to pay up, it's Max Muncie. It's Mike Moustakis. Um, those are the guys. I don't hate Kettle Marte, but that price is just getting to the point where it's really hard to click it. Uh, Albies, like Albies today? Oh, yeah. I, 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 I kind of, like, said, like, I like all the Braves today. Yeah, I w- again, like the, the backtrack, I liked. I wish he was hitting a blier, higher in the lineup, but I think uh, – we, we are in agreement. Atlanta's a really, really solid stack. Um, yeah, they're, my, they're my top stack on the slate. Like, yeah. If uh, salary wasn't a thing, who's your favorite second baseman? Um, probably Moustakis or Muncie. One of those two guys, Matt, Muncie or Moustakis, if salary wasn't a thing. And as far as – is there like a full punt at second? Uh, is there somebody we can flat out punt with? I guess Scooter's play, At that point, you just play Kipnis, right? Like 3.6K, I know it's not a punt, but – like he's gonna outperform a lot of these guys. Like your punt would probably be Robinson Cano, three point one K, but I'm probably paying the extra five hundred bucks for Kipnis in that aspect. I'm with you. I don't want Cano, like he's whatever, and I don't want to face we talked about uh maybe not rostering paddock, but doesn't mean he's not good. We think he's legit, obviously. Uh jump to third base, the hot corner. Jose Ramirez is uh you know, he is who we thought he was. He's been awesome of late, just missed a homer last night, looks kind of locked in. Price is pretty fair still on fantasy draft and on DK. And then we got Machado at a pretty reasonable price against Vargas. Uh, Rendon, if you want to spend all the way up, if you like that Washington side. I don't hate Franco as a cheapie at third base. It's just some power. Again, 
Uh, I think Boyd's going to give up a homer or two. He might strike out seven or eight dudes, but uh, Franco certainly still has some pop. And uh, you mentioned Moustakis at second base. He's also available at third. And then one more brave, Donaldson. Figure out those third baseman for me because, uh, again, it's it's tight for me. I, I don't really have a definitive answer as far as who my favorite third baseman is. Favorite third baseman is probably Anthony Rendon, um, one of the highest-priced guys on the slate. going to come in at probably 5% ownership. Fly ball hitter against a ground ball pitcher in Lambert. Um, love Anthony Rendon today. Um, love, love, love it. Like Donaldson, like Moustakis, Manny Machado is a guy that I really, really like, um, whether he's playing shortstop or third base, however you want to play him in your lineup. Jose Ramirez, you talked about him. He's a fly ball hitter against a ground ball pitcher in Sanchez, so it's a good spot for him as well. Um, kind of going down, I think Colin Moran. Again, it's a lefty against Hudson. Hudson struggles with lefties, so don't mind Colin Moran. Don't mind Jake Lamb, kind of in that lower price range. And, again, yeah, going back to the Neil Walker thing, you know, he's 3.6K batting fourth against Dylan Covey. Um, it will be interesting if Zach Green is in the lineup for the Giants. That lineup's not out yet. Um, as far as I know, it wasn't out before we started. He's 2K. He's a guy that had really, really good numbers in AAA. Uh, they called him up. I don't know if they're going to play him over Sandoval. They played him on Sunday. He had a two-hit game. So Got some bad news for you. See if they, they give the Panda another day off and let this kid play. Bad news, Stevie. He got sent back down. Well, he's not playing tonight. I don't know if he's uh, – he might be wearing – Oh, the lineup got – the lineup's out. Yeah. Uh, Belt. Pose. There goes my. There goes my whole hope of sale, Nola. Now I got. I got some work to do after the pod. Well, I mean, if you want to make that work, that's a good transition to shortstop, and I think it's a fun conversation at the top. But sure, let's start at the bottom if you don't want to play. Like I'm, Ortega. I'm, yeah, Ortega's. You know, Dallas Keiko pitcher. You don't necessarily want to pick on. You know, we respect him to some degree, but he's just two K and he's sixth in the lineup. Uh, you know, move my Machado over to third base. I can play Ortega. It's, the hope is there. I can still play my Nola, Nola Sale team. I'm doing it, Dean. It's you a five it. stack with Nola and Sale. That's my cash lineup today. Okay, but figure out this: uh, Turner or Lindor. We both like Washington. We both like Cleveland. Uh, who do you like more amongst those two? It's more for me. It's more about probably, you know, what the rest of my lineup is. If I have more, if I have more Indians, I'm going to play Lindor. If I have more. Uh, Nats, I'll play play Turner. That that basically makes sense to me. I actually I think it's a really easy one. I think it's Lindor out of those two. I like um, I like I do like Washington today. Don't get me wrong. Uh, one thing that is kind of concerning when you're wanting to play Turner is he's a massive ground ball hitter against a massive ground ball pitcher against righties. Like Lambert has a 57 percent uh, ground ball rate. Turner has a 51 percent ground ball rate. Like. You're going to get a lot of ground balls in that matchup. Is Babbitt going to be on his side? Babbitt's been on his side this season. He has a 340 Babbitt this season. So if Turner gets on base, he can steal. Like he, There's a lot of opportunity there. I like to play Trey Turner more against fly ball guys, and I think that's something that people um, make the mistake with Turner is they play him more against ground ball guys. And like I think it limits his upside at his price. So like Lindor's on the road. They're both batting leadoff. I'm getting that away at bat um, for Lindor if the game's out of hand. So. I like Machado more than I like both of those guys, but I like Lindor more than I like Turner. Hey, 15 games tonight. Uh, how much do you care about ownership? I don't think there will be any one team that's going to be too heavily over. Right? Generally speaking, I don't care about ownership on a 15-game slate. This is like one team that has like an eight-and-a-half total, and then you have to kind of figure things out, maybe take a stand. Uh, is there something as far as, as far as the bats, the arms, obviously, the different conversation. But as far as the bats, is there anything that you're concerned with as far as maybe some guy being too heavily owned or not owned enough? Anywhere you're taking a stand? 
Uh, so, so when you're, when we're again, looking at um, premium and we're looking at lineup HQ, again, we have this new team ownership um, projection and nobody's over 10%. So there's a couple teams at 7% today, um, but nobody over really 8% is from what I saw. So I don't think I'm too concerned with like my bat ownership, um, but my pitching ownership, I always kind of like to, you know, like, one of the reasons I like Bauer more than Strasburg, I can get 15% different ownership there. So seven game slates, I worry about ownership way more than I do on a 15 game slate. Makes sense. Uh, have we ignored Houston too much? We haven't really talked about the Astros. They're facing Mike Fires as fly ball home run tendencies. Bregman's a guy we didn't really talk about. Of course, their outfield's pretty solid as well with Springer and Brantley and Al, uh, you know, Jordan uh, Altuve at second base also. Uh, do we have an Astros take? Because I think they're going to be, falling back to and the, I don't know why they should be outside of just the fact that they're probably more expensive collectively yeah they're expensive um you know fires is fine um like they just don't strike out fires doesn't have a big strikeout right? there's gonna be a lot of contact in this one so I, I think Houston's fine today um you know Alvarez Bregman Altuve Springer all these guys have plenty of upside and then, you know, this Yankees-Minnesota game's got a total of 10, but, you know, we talked about, her, you know, Herman and Gibson, both pretty solid pitchers, but, you know, two obviously really good lineups as well, too. What are you doing with that game? Because as of right now, I don't think I have a ton of it, and I'm concerned. It went off yesterday. Cut out which game? Uh, New York and Minnesota. It's one of the – it's probably one of the best game stacks on the slate, right? Like, if you're going to stack it, like, stack it up as far as, like, a game stack goes, so – I think that, like, as a game stack, it's interesting because not a lot of people will stack Minnesota against Herman. Kyle Gibson's been really solid this season. You want to target the fly ball guys, you know, E5, DD, Sanchez, uh, Torres are your fly ball guys for New York. So I think there's plenty of upside in this game. And you're right, it's a game that, you know, we're kind of just kind of overlooking on accident, not on really on purpose. Yeah, I know that game was popping yesterday in Ross Weatheredge, uh, and of course it played out that way. And today, once again, it's popping to some degree. It's kind of pulled it up. And a 59-game sample as far as the current weather conditions, of course, that can change up the game time. But, you know, you get a uh, – in a 59-game sample and, you know, similar uh, circumstances as far as weather, 22% bump as far as home run expectancy and an 8% bump as far as uh, run expectancy and a plus 5.3% as far as ERA. And I don't know. That might be something I might tinker with after the show. And you know, no, no, LeMahieu, you know, he's obviously out of the lineup that kind of bumps up Hicks revenge game for Hicks. Right. Um, other shortstops, we got to be kind of, we talked about the two at the top, who else kind of intrigues you if anybody else, or you have a kind of a small pool at shortstop. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I like to pay up at shortstop, but if I was going to pay down, like we talked about Ortega, just being like a full on punt, like it's a good position. I feel like to pay up, the mid-tier guy that really stands out to me is Didi. You know, we just kind of talked about it. Didi's a massive fly ball guy. Um, I, I don't know. Like, you know, looking at it, I think Didi is the mid-tier guy. And if I want to pay up, like, those three options at the top are fine. All right, let's jump to the outfield. After we, we do the outfield, we'll do a little screen share. So something as far as premium, you'll, you'll give us some stacks you like. Let's we'll give us some homers you'll fire up. And, of course, we'll end it off with the questions from the chat. Uh, outfield, the first thing that jumps out to me is that Juan Soto is too cheap. He's a premium bat. It's not priced as a premium bat. J.D. Martinez is still too cheap. Of course, that situation is not particularly great for Boston today. Negative ballpark shift and facing a competent pitcher. Uh, but J.D. Martinez is still too cheap as far as I can tell. And then 
there are some elite plays. You talked about, you know, lefties versus Pena, but Bellinger's super expensive. You know, Yelich against Roark, definitely a positive matchup for him. I know you mentioned the Padres, the, the fathers, as you will. Uh, a couple of guys that are kind of cheap there, too, depending on where you're shopping. And there's definitely some homework potential out of a guy like uh, Renfro or out of a guy like uh, – who else? Oh, Reyes. I think Reyes is too cheap. Reyes, Margot. Like, Margot has been super hot. Like, you know, if you believe in that kind of thing, he's 12 for his last 35. Um, has two home runs in that span. You know, I think like seven extra base hits is I think was what I wrote earlier. So Margot's kind of cheaper on some sites. He's not as cheap on like FanDuel and DraftKings. So getting um, second, by the way, that's that's a that's a jump for him, is it not? Yeah, the, the lineup is so the the Padres lineup today. Um, thank you um, to the Padres. I really appreciate their lineup today. <laughs> like it's really easy to stack them today. Like one through five is just. Thank you for batting Hosmer like sixth and not having to worry about Hosmer, like ruining your stack. Like, you know, that lineup is just really solid to me. Hosmer is kind of terrible, right? He ruins stacks so much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he gets paid like well, whatever, man. Like he, they signed him like 110, $120 million contract or what it was, maybe more than that. But uh, he's like the seventh best player in that team or something. And there's guys lurking in the minors that make better than him. They'll surpass him as well. But, all right, uh, give me somebody off the board in the outfield because I got one for you. How about Joey Gallo? Is anybody to play Joey Gallo today? I love Gallo and lefty-lefty matchups, um, so I certainly don't hate that. You know, if he gets to face the opener and the righty or whatever they're doing in Seattle with Malone and the opener, I don't even know if they're going to have an opener, but they announce it always really late. So yeah. if, even if it's an opener, like Tommy Malone's a guy that has decent strikeout stuff against lefties, but he gives up a ton of hard contact. Um, so, you, you know, you have to like this spot for Gallo. Bellinger, Yelich, Trout, you have one guy ahead of the other? Bellinger, Trout, who? Yelich. Oh, man. Um, no, really, really good plays. I like the Dodgers, like, late hammer. I know we didn't talk about the Dodgers a ton, but, like, they have such you, – you mentioned it. Um, when you were talking about Muncie with uh, Pena and how bad he is against lefties, like the Dodgers, the Dodgers as a late night stack, just loading up on it is fun. Um, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough to say, to be honest. Um, I don't know. One 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 right? What's that? Is it Acuna your answer? Secret answer D? Uh, I do like Acuna. Oh, Acuna would be my highest on outfielder today, but like, you know, if I was if I had to decide like in cash games which of those guys I'd play, it'd probably be Yelich. Yeah, uh, but you probably can't get to any of them, right? I don't think you. Can. I can't. I, I wasn't able to get to any of those guys. Yeah, but they're all really good tournament plays, obviously. All right, let's but fire up the old. Street. I got a lot of lineup work to do, Dean. Um, hey, a lot of lineup work to do. Done. We both have twenty lineups to attend to. It's I'm overwhelmed. This is something I never do, but I feel like having some fun today. Um, all right, let's fire up the – feel free to play along at home there, Stevie. I'm firing up the old lineup HQ. I want to see what the, if anything pops in here, any sort, anything sort of interesting. I know you mentioned the umpire data before. Uh, as far as the extremes, we have uh, Roark and Maeda with an extreme hitters umpire uh, for the Dodgers. Uh, you know, extreme hitters umpire uh, for the Milwaukee game as well. Uh, pitchers, a pitchers umpire for Bauer, Bumgarner, and Yu Darvish along with Aaron Sanchez, if you want to roll a dice there. Uh, we mentioned the K props earlier today. Uh, what, what, is Chris Sale going to get above eight and a half Ks? I'll take the over. Yeah, you got to lay some juice, but I'll take the over as well. Uh, Bauer at seven and a half, minus 148. What do you have? 
I'd probably take the over in that too. That's a young lineup, and he pitches deep into games, so he gives you that opportunity. Yeah, Boyd at six and a half. I'll take the over. We, I like the over on all these strikeouts. Nola as well. We like the over on six and a half. That seems too low. Uh, let's see if we have taking a peek as far as the percent owned. This is this is actually as far as fantasy draft I have right now. Obviously, his ownership percentages are fluid. They change all the way up the lock, but we have Sale and Archer as the top. I didn't realize that we had some weather issues in Detroit too. That that's obviously going to change some things too. Is that is that an update from Ross article? Because I was on a. Uh, I just I just looked at Twitter and he posted uh, saying that there's a spot to watch right now. Great. So, like, if that becomes a thing, like I'm looking up his his recent thing as yellow. Um, it's saying that it's going to fade out. So, but he's saying that he definitely wouldn't call it safe for pitchers. So, like, obviously that makes a huge difference and like lineup construction for like nola i'm not saying he's not a tournament play but i think anytime i get like yellow yellow orange any of that stuff like i i usually move off that picture for cash just kind of showing off some of uh cheese's core plays if you guys are paying attention at home notorious is cash game plays we've got squirrel patrol on the gb people and there's uh some dude rocking some shades and a hat that's giving out some salary relief plays you know you aware who that is ah no he looks pretty <laughs> sexy though he does. i didn't want to say anything. sexy Kevin Nash. There you go. Shout out the uh, NWO. Uh, all right. Let's we're say, just keeping this NWF thing. Wrote, like, we're in New World Order today. Too sweet. Uh, let's uh, let's let's knock out some stacks. Let's knock out some dongs. Let's talk to the people in chat. Let's see uh, let's see what they want to what they want to ask us. Bring it on. Stacks fire away. Uh, Atlanta is my top stack. Um, I've said it multiple times. I really like Atlanta today. Um, San Diego against uh, Vargas, the righties, that one through five looks really good to me. Again, like it's one of those things that I hate stacking against Vargas, but it's for me, I think this is the spot that I would do it. And again, I like the Dodgers to bring it home tonight. Like it's Pena. He's he's really struggling against lefties. I think one thing that we like, like I'm already starting to like catch myself is I'm really starting to forget about Milwaukee today. Like I, I hope I don't do that when I'm building my lineups here. Um, now that I'm like refreshing my mind, like Yelich Grandal Mustakis is an excellent three man today. Like Tanner Rorick is really, really bad against lefties. Um, so like, just don't forget about that when you're building, you know, I'm, I, like I said, I'm already doing it. I'm okay with Thames where he's cheap as well too. I think he's particularly cheap on Fandle. Yeah. Fandle. Power lefty. Um, and this is the reason why ownership, you shouldn't be too concerned about it because you, you're forgetting about Milwaukee. Uh, the Dodgers are there. Like, there's so many options that you can only play so many dudes. So, you know, the math is the math. So, like, guys just can't get too high as far as ownership. Uh, give me three homers, and then we'll uh, knock out some questions. Uh, at the top, give me Acuna. I already pretty much said that he's my guy. Um, give me Renfro, and give me Kipnis as my cheap one. He's really cheap. Pick one of these nats for uh, for cash on FanDuel. You got Dozier or Eaton, I assume, in the utility spot. Um, it's probably Eaton. Yeah, I think, I think Dozier has maybe a little bit more upside, but it's probably Eaton for cash. I agree with you. Uh, Sale or Nola on FanDuel, one pitcher site. Sale. Jason Vargas uh, on FanDuel. I know this is probably a question asked uh, about a half hour ago, but we're both going to say no. Correct. No chance. Uh, Caleb Smith or Archer? I lean towards Archer, but 
I will say I have a lot more interest in Caleb Smith than I did an hour ago because that lineup looks terrible. Do you like Bryce Harper as a one-off? No. Uh, there's so many better options today. Lefty-lefty matchup. Like Matt Boyd, where he does struggle, is power righties. He is dominant against lefties. I don't see a reason to play Harper as a one-off. Play play Hoskins as a one-off from that game. If you want. This is funny because I didn't read this question. I said I did it off the dome, but somebody's asking in chat, Rank Yelich, Acuna, Springer, or Bellinger. They threw Springer into the conversation. Yelich, Acuna, Springer, Bellinger. It's really hard. It would probably be Yelich, Bellinger, Acuna, Springer. And I love Acuna today, but those two guys are just so consistently good. Uh, I got a twofer for you. Seeger and Verdugo, I assume. I'm not sure which Seeger that is. Um, versus probably Corey. Maybe Kyle? I mean, it's, it's one of two options. I don't think Bob's available. Uh, Seeger and Verdugo versus Swanson and Reddick. <laughs> um, it would be Corey Seeger because he's comparing two shortstops. Um, give me the Dodgers there. Thoughts on Bumgarner with the San Francisco stack? Why do you have to play the stack with Bumgarner? I like Bumgarner, but I don't like the San Francisco stack. Yeah, that's where I'm at as well. Um, Let's see, pick one of these four. I don't know which Seeger again. Pick pick A, Seeger, or Harold Ramirez, or Eric Thames. I would take Thames. Uh, any love for Diaz for Houston tonight? No. Yeah, I mean, he had two homers last night, right? Or he had, was it, was that him that hit two homers? I think he, was, he had at least one, but that's a chance. I'm not saying you can't play him. Play him if you want to. He doesn't strike out. He puts the ball in play. That's fine. Yeah, I'm not seeking him out if I if, it, if I land on it like as a, an emergency play, whatever. Uh, DK Cash, Franco, is he viable if you're paying up for sale? Uh, is he okay as your third baseman? I know we both like uh, – we talked about third base. We like the, you know, Ramirez. You like Machado as well. Donaldson, of course, is kind of pricey. Rendon, if money's not a thing. Are you okay with Franco as kind of a, uh, you know, kind of a punt there at third? Um. I would probably take Marwin Gonzalez before Franco. They're both batting six. Herman's a tougher matchup. I honestly, I don't want to play either one of those guys. Like that, that's where I'm at personally. Um, I would uh, maybe Neil Walker, Colin Moran. Like if you want to go cheap at third base, like we talked about all the third basins. I don't think I would play Franco in cash today. You like the polar bear as a one-off Alonzo? polar bear yeah pete alonzo oh is that his nickname yeah sorry oh, i never heard this before <laughs> sorry. i think you can play pete alonzo any day of the week um he he is very talented he has a ton of power and nobody's gonna play him against paddock so sure he'll be like three percent owned uh, he'll be lower than that yeah <laughs> uh is covey on an innings limit i don't know if it's an innings limit but i don't think you can throw that many pitches we're expecting you said around 80 or so things are going well I've been watching for any type of like pitch count for him today, and there's not been anything said from what I've what I've seen. <laughs> there's a, a, the chat's just catching up. They're saying they're not, they're definitely not asking about Kyle Seager, who's been an absolute disaster. He did it a homer last night. Like uh, kind of dude that's pitching for Texas, like that bulk guy that's pitching for them today, that young kid. Um, he has some strikeout stuff. Payano, I think he's only available on FanDuel, if I'm not FanDuel, mistaken. Yeah. I, I still wouldn't play him on FanDuel because you can't get the quality start. Um, and you don't – I've read, like, he could potentially only go, like, four innings. But he does have some K stuff. Like, he's going to strike out some Seattle bats tonight. 
You like Paddock or Kelly? Uh, wait, pa- Paddock or Kelly to save money? Paddock's not that. Ex- Where not are that- you saving money with Paddock? Um, if you can save money with Paddock, sure. I'm guessing he's talking about Merrill Kelly. I don't hate Merrill Kelly today. We didn't really talk about him. Like, I think Merrill Kelly is a terrible pitcher, <laughs> but Baltimore's terrible. So, like, if you want to play Kelly, I don't hate it. I like Archer more. I would probably play Keiko before I play Kelly, but yeah. I do agree. I think Kelly's in the conversation. I'm not seeking him out, but I think he could be perfectly fine just because he's facing Baltimore and they lose their DH and whatever. Uh, good line here in chat. They're talking about Dylan Covey and his pitch, pitch limit. It, they're saying he's on a talent limit, which that may be true, but he's facing the Marlins, so you never really know. Uh, Steve, you he has a good beard. <laughs> we get a long us. way in life with a good beard. Does he have a solid beard? In his pitcher, he does. Okay. Well, what's his, who's the guy? Is it, is it Jesse Chavez? This is like the amazing. He rocks. He has your look. He's got the sunglasses and the hat, and uh, he got absolutely shellacked last time. So that doesn't necessarily guarantee. I wear computer glasses. Do do we need to? Like, well, look at that. They don't really like fit on my head, but like with a hat on. I don't ever wear them with a hat. But there you go. Gained, like ten IQ points right there. It's a cheat code. Like look how dumb I am now. Now all yeah, of a like, sudden, oh, maybe he knows something. All right, so I'm wearing a cheeseburger hat, Dean. Like, come on. <laughs> We got to step aside and get out of here. Finish strong. Give us, give us something for the road. Give me one uh, random call for the night. Um, Hunter Renfro hits two home runs. There you go. I like it. He's Stevie. I'm Dean. Stay tuned for crunch time with Roth, uh, JSU, and Cheese. Enjoy your baseball tonight. We're out of here. Holler.